0: Bienvenidos a Comar
1: comics
2: Episode 1, guys. We're your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. Hi, girls. Welcome to our first episode, guys. To welcome. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> <see> a napkin. <laughs> okay. There you go. Thank you, Sarah.
3: Well, I'm excited. Um, this uh, idea of Comadre C Comics was kind of just like, a, hey, what do you think about this? Uh, one day, when I saw Sarah at a comic related uh, event in the area, and she's like, oh my gosh, yes. And uh from there to here I would say was, was it'd been like maybe two or three months. Yes,
2: about two or three months.
3: And definitely. um the fact that we're all sitting here around a table with a third uh a
4: surprise
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> is uh very exciting for me. I'm very excited to uh to really discuss the world of comics and the world of being a Latina and who knows what other cool stuff is going to be uh in this show on an ongoing basis.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that we can we're definitely going to be like uh, desarrollando new ideas and I'm sure there's a lot of content out there that we'll be discovering and I hope you guys can take that trip with us.
4: For sure and like we just I really want to share that there is a Hispanic community working actively to be in part of comic books as creators, as artists, as letters, as colorists. It's just um, uh, comic books is very are very diverse, and it's just they attract a lot of people. There's this, like, myth that, oh, like, there's a certain type of fan for comic books, and it's just like, nah, fam, like, there's... Many of us, we are here and we are plenty and there have been a lot of people in this community for longer than some of us have ever been born, well it's... Especially me, <laughs> our <laughs> hey, one? Is that a riff
3: on our age. <laughs>
4: no, it's not. And it's very true.
2: I've listened to comic book a podcast from Mexico, and um, they actually review comic books from like Spain and oh, Argentina cool. cool. and Colombia. So uh-huh. there, and then even my husband, who's from Nicaragua, told me about some comic books they used to read in, when they were little in Nicaragua. So I mean, this comic book is not just. Maybe it started in the U.S., but mm-hmm. it has definitely taken wings. And
0: yeah,
4: it's, just, it's a good way of communication. Like uh, I remember one when, um, when I first started working at Heidi Ho, there was this comic that I don't, I have no idea how we call how we got it, and we had like issue number four, but no others. And it's called it was called Death in Oaxaca, and I was just <gasps> like, ah, "What? Yeah, like uh, it, I think it was, it might have been on a customer's poll. Uh. Um, But it was just like, it was set in, it was set in Oaxaca, Mexico, and it was um uh, it in, I believe it, it might have actually been in Spanish. Like, the title was in English, but um, uh, the comic itself was in Spanish. So I, I don't know who the publisher was, I just remember seeing it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's an interesting thing, like...
3: Well, Jen has shared a little bit about what her experience is with, uh, the comic industry. Maybe we can go around a little bit and kind of talk about what has gotten us into comics and, um, yes, what our definitely. interests are and, uh, well, what maybe people can expect from those particular
2: individual perspectives going forward. Absolutely. Did, do you want me to start? Yeah, why okay. don't you start? So, um, <coughs> I, um, I can remember, um, my parents, we used to go to the Rhodium Swap Meet, which is in Gardena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right next to uh, El Camino College. And El Camino College was right across the street from Jeffrey's Comics. Mm-hmm. In the old location, it was uh, next to some kind of church or a worshiping temple mm-hmm. of some sort.
4: Yeah, that, this, the church is still there.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> still going strong. And, um... At Jeffrey's Comics in the shop, on the windows, they would um, paint like Wonder Woman or Batman or Superman, and it always caught my eye, and I always asked my parents, please, can we go in there? Can (laughs) we go in there? Can we go in there? And um, they never took me. It wasn't until my brother got into comics and at this point there was a lot of uh like the X Men move uh the X Men cartoon was out and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I loved that cartoon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was that music. And um it, it wasn't until then that um he was really into drawing uh manga, my brother. So uh then it was then that he asked and then they took us to Jeffrey's Comics. And I was like in heaven. Like I want to be here all the time, and the cool thing about it is they used to have like a drawing contests, so um we would buy comic books and they'd try to draw the characters and we would participate, and then they had signings. I actually uh met Jim Lee there oh. when he was I believe drawing for Wildcats, so it was just oh. um. And after that, like I met some people in high school that also read comic books, which was really on the down low. Nobody really came out and said I read comic books. So like you really had to be friends yeah, yeah, you Mm -hmm. had to be friends with somebody and they had to be comfortable with you to let you know they read comic books. And so down, though, it sounds like so so super, like, super illicit, like, like,
1: like,
4: yo, man, you got, you got that new X-Men, like, slide some over here, slide some over here. You know,
2: and it it was a thing where, like, maybe guy pals would tell each other, and it's something they knew, and they bonded on, but when it came to other girls and junior high and high school, and they were like, Mm -hmm. they were not as forthcoming with that information, and so, like, it had to, Time and you know, like, I caught oh, my friend yeah. drawing Wolverine once, and I'm like, Oh my god, you know Wolverine! Yeah, <laughs> <He's> drawing, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, hey, I know Wolverine, and I'm like, oh, Okay, and I'm like, Well, what do you read? and you know, it just went from there, and uh, yeah, and then after that, it was like just a strong hold on me. Like, after that, it was like Sandman and. You know, like, it was just great. Like, anything I could get my hands on. um, My brother and I would share X-Men comic books and, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It was just... And then after that, my friends and I shared, like, Sandman stories and, like, whatever was in. Um, I know that they published, like, a small mini-series of Windows. I believe one of the workers at Jeffrey's Comics, uh, his name was Leon, and he... Actually, made a comic book with four other guys named Windows, and it was sort of like a, a throwback for, uh, like, uh, the Twilight Zone. And oh. I'm like, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> so, like, then my dream became, I want to be in comic books. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I, I got it. And then I, they, I could go on, guys, but <laughs> one, uh, one of the, the major points was, uh, they, they started doing a comic book convention, a small, tiny one at the, uh, Carson Convention Center that City oh, Hall, Hall. Yeah, it yeah. was tiny and I think they only did like five
1: uh, yeah. monthly
2: ones so it was like it was on for five months and um, me going there and meeting other people that like comic books it just became like oh my god I can people they're, uh, they're like me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? and it just after that it was just all over from there so that's mm-hmm. my story
3: oh, I love um, hearing all of our
4: all of our origin stories <laughs> 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 right Jen let's hear yours well, I actually first started reading comic books when I was in middle school. Um, that's because uh, um, I and I was a bit of a loner, so I would just, like, hang out in classrooms and stuff. And in one particular classroom our a teacher, uh, all the way in the back, there was a box of comic books. And, like, uh, it's apparently something uh, someone made a donation to the school or something, but they had them. And so I... Was more interested in books than people. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I'm gonna read this. And I just, and I started reading them and I was just like, I really, really, really loved it. And I was just like, uh, and then I was just like, um, um, th- they were all out of order and there was missing <laughs> issues.
1: Oh, so like, no. and
4: like, uh, like to me, like I didn't know what a comic book store was. Like I didn't know that it existed. I thought like, with comic books, like, they were just like, you can get them from a magazine set or something. And this used to be the thing in the past, but now it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so basically what ended up happening was uh, I read comic books and I talked to um, uh, other guys who read comics as well. Uh, but then uh, I started getting kind of getting made fun of because I was reading comics and I was just all like, only boys do that. Are you a boy? Mm-hmm. And I was just all like... Oh wow, man. you actually had, had someone
3: tell you only yeah. boys do that, yeah,
4: like oh. it was just like in it was not only was it other boys, it was girls too, and they were just like they like i just i I was just like, I kind of don't want like to be made fun of like I was a like it was like I was a chunky thirteen year old girl with glasses, and I was just like, yeah, uh, okay, you know what not let's not give them more ammunition, mm-hmm. but even then I kind of held out. Until I went to my first comic book store. And. May I ask, how old were you when you went to your first comic book store? I was around, uh, 13 going to 14. Me and, too. Yeah. And, uh, unlike you, uh, it was not the business. Really? It was not the business. And, um, uh, it was just like, uh, by then the Teen Titans show, the kids show had ended. And, um, uh, and I was just kind of feeling like really not nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) nostalgia. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but I was just—I really wanted to know more about uh, Robin and Raven and Starfire and Beast Boy and Cyborg. And so I had seen the comic book outside outside of from the comic book store, and I was just like, "Oh, like they have Teen Titans. Um, Let me go in and see what it is they have." And it's just the atmosphere. Like, no one helped me out. I was an awkward thirteen-year-old girl. It was quiet in there. This is why I can't stand silence at the comic book store. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, it was quiet. Like, uh, there was like older men in there. I didn't see anybody my age. I didn't see any girls my age. And it's just like, that's for a girl. Like that's, that's the number one yeah. security blanket. If there's another girl there, you're good. Yeah, You're mm-hmm. good. you like, even if it's just one, you're there in solidarity. And there was, there was no girls. There wasn't even like boys or like young It was all older, like middle-aged men. And I just felt so uncomfortable. Mm. And then I picked up the comic. Uh, I wrote about this, too. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, I remember.
4: I picked up the comic, and uh, I was so disappointed uh, with it, with how they drew Starfire and, uh, and how, she, um, uh, how she was written. And I just was like, yeah, maybe the comic books isn't for me. So, span, what is it, for? About four or five years later, I'm out of high school. I'm going to El Camino College, and Jeffries is right across. <laughs> the street. <laughs> <course. laughs> Jeffries is right across the street, and the Avengers movie had just come out. And I got—I was getting back into comic books. I was mostly kind of like doing it via the internet, mm-hmm. like uh, online online comics and stuff like that. And I'm—I'll uh, uh, reading like what. Rewatching the Avengers movie, rewatching Blade because I I hadn't known I hadn't known Blade had been a comic, comic book, <laughs> right? And so right. when I figured it out, I'm just I watched I watched Blade again. I was just like, oh god, I love Blade so much.
3: how those so Blade movies like, are my guilty pleasure. <laughs> so
1: I, I love the Blade movies. Yes, <laughs> and so, absolutely,
4: absolutely. So I finally got like the courage um, uh, to go in to Jeffrey's comics, and I was just like, oh god, please, please let this not be like last time and it wasn't. It was It was a great experience. It was Alex was yeah. the one who was in the store, and uh, I'd been looking for Captain Marvel because I had read a review online, um, uh, and they were just like, oh, Captain Marvel's coming out soon. The, the first trade paperback was mm-hmm. coming out soon. And uh, I, I did that thing where like they had announced it, <laughs> and so I went inside and I was like, do you guys have Captain Marvel? And uh, they were like, uh, which one? And I was just like, which one? What do you mean? <laughs> was <a trick> question? <laughs> Is that a trick question? Like it was just really funny because I had read comic books, so I knew there was issue numbers, uh-huh. but I didn't, it didn't connect at the time. So I was just like, "Oh, like no, it's a, it's like a trade paperback, or like I think they called it a graphic novel." Yeah, I, I said I said either trade paperback or graphic novel, and they're like, "Oh, it's not out yet. You should come back when it comes out." And I was just like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> and uh, that's how I got back into comics, and I just hung around Jeffrey's enough that they ended up liking me and they hired me. Awesome! <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. And are you still working at Jeffrey's Comics, Jen? No, because I am now working at Heidi Comics after I transferred from Jeffrey's Comics. So I still hit up Jeffrey's every once in a while, but now I'm working at Heidi Comics.
2: Excellent. Cool. That's actually, by the way, my dream job, is working at a comic book. <laughs> <shop>. Seriously, <laughs> that's like my dream job. Like, if I retire... And I get bored. I, I just want to work at a comic book shop. That's it. Well, it's alternately,
3: so <laughs> working at a comic book shop was never on my radar ever <laughs> in my entire <laughs> life. But <laughs> that is what I'm doing now. Um, I am, this is Kristen, and um, my introduction to comic books, it's funny because I had always, when someone would ask me, and I, I had always answered, oh, I never used to read comics when I was a kid. Um, thinking of single issues. Uh, mm-hmm. I never really did. But in thinking more um, strongly about it, I realized that actually my grandmother introduced me to comics because it was a thing that she and I would do together when the Sunday paper would come. We yeah, would... That's right. We yeah. would pull out... She would pull out the comic um, section and we would go through it and we would read it together. And... Um, I I hadn't really thought about that being a comic thing until I started going to conventions and started seeing that uh, cartoonists were, you know, uh, they were the beginnings of the comic book industry, Mm -hmm. and uh, that really kind of warmed my heart that my grandmother kinda had a hand in my early comic book reading and at at the I was a big reader as a child, I was an only child for the first twelve years of my life, and so um books were my friends you know? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> i mean i I had friends and I would hang out and stuff, but when you're at home when you have siblings, you play and you and uh, you know the adults still want to play with you mm, uh, and yeah, they they, you know they're like <laughs> you know go and and Watch TV or go do you do know something? something. Go play and okay. I'm I I I have this vivid memory of um, I used to get so frustrated because people would buy me board games for birthdays and Christmases and whatever. Uh, and like Could do I play who with? do I play with? Who do I play with? So I started reading and reading was just i I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, every uh, holiday and birthday, I would always ask for books or get certificates to a bookstore. Um, and so, um, at the library, I would read um, Garfield and Archie, and um, I think there was some, like, uh, Heathcliff stuff in there, and um, so I do remember enjoying it, but it wasn't until way later into my adulthood that um, my husband, uh, who has been a lifelong comic uh, fan and connoisseur, said, you know there is this comic book out that I think you would really enjoy um, it's all about um, the end of the world, it's a post-apocalyptic story, I know you love those kinds of stories, um, I know that you're a horror fan, I really think you should read this book, so I kind of like, hem and because like, oh comic books, that's kind of really nerdy
1: <laughs> and I was like,
3: okay I'll go ahead and read it, and um, it, he brought it home, it was The Walking Dead, and um um, at the time, there were about nine or ten trade paperbacks out. Um, I read all the way <laughs> – I, I, I flew through those things. Um, I, because I've always been a reader, just the transition from reading um, – books without pictures to books with pictures was super easy because um, I think definitely not being a comic book reader um, for my entire life like a lot of fans have been I definitely fell into the myth that um, comic books are just silly stories about (laughs) men in tights and it's nothing really of value the stories are just kind of like um i don't know like cartoony right, right, and the and obviously that's not the case, and obviously I know that now um, <laughs> <laughs> For not, that was not uh, just true for Walking Dead, but for um, a lot of comics that I read, most of the comics that I read. Um, but after I caught up to the single issues, um, you know, for those of you who read comics, you know that most uh, com- single issues come out on a monthly basis. Oh, God, and yeah. so, yeah. <sighs> I, I was just hungry for more stories. And so, the next book I read was Why the Last Man. Another, oh, love it. another post-apocalyptic Story, um, and I that that book ripped my heart out. It was amazing. Did you read the whole? Yes, okay, okay, okay. don't tell me because I'm still reading (laughs) (laughs) it. It's to this day one of my favorites, um, for sure. I, I just. Ugh, oh, I, I if I were to get a a tattoo, I think I might get a little ampersand tattoo. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> nice.
3: Um but so from there also I um read I started reading Sandman. Um I read some uh Transmetropolitan. Mm. I read some Jeez, God, you're like my soulmate. <laughs> 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 Getting oh, all up there in scalped? the oh my goodness that one was amazing so um I I just kept going um through all of the recommendations that people had for me and I tried to pick series that were done because I didn't want to to be left handed like, like yes, yeah like Walking yes, Dead yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I agree uh, <laughs> so. Um, so that was my introduction to comic books and I just started reading uh, those. I had a full-time job working at a non-profit organization. I was just going about my daily business um, uh, and next thing you know, um, my husband says... Um, let's, uh, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to partner into buying this comic book shop in Santa Monica. And, and actually at the time I had, um, I was in between jobs. I had taken some time off. Um, I had been working, like I said, in a nonprofit that was mostly crisis intervention work and, um, I was really burnt out and I was taking some time off. And he said, um, since you don't, you're not working right now, you have some time. What do you think about coming and working at the shop? So I said, sure, okay, that sounds like fun, um, not really knowing what I was getting myself into, and um, that was about, it'll be two years ago uh, in November, it'll Ooh, be two years, nice. and um, I've been working at Heidi Hill Comics in Santa Monica ever since, um, I ha- I made it a point to um, read Most of the thing, most of the new issues that come out on a weekly basis. My Eddie uh, laughs because uh, our roles have totally reversed. He and I um, kind of manage the shop together. Mm -hmm. We we do have um, partners who own the shop with us, but he and I are the ones who are there on a a daily basis for the most part. And so people would ask me questions, and I didn't know the answers, (laughs) and I didn't like that feeling. So I really uh, made it a point to stay up to date on what's coming out on a a weekly basis and started reading the stories and this is how hardcore and dedicated i was i read every single issue of convergence
4: oh wow. oh, that's right. oh that's right oh my god
1: like that's
4: dedication right there that is utter de- i i didn't i just went one like one book that was nightwing and oracle that's it i wasn't touching anything else
3: <laughs> oh, that was actually when that one and Swamp Thing were the two uh, um, stories that I really liked the most out of all of them. But I did read them, um, and it was hard for me because I didn't have a lot of background, background on the mm-hmm. characters, so I was yeah. just kind of reading blind. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that situation, those two were the two that I really enjoyed. But now you come in, I pride myself on it's almost like name that tune. Yeah, yes. <laughs> somebody would just say. Um there's this book and they'll give me one sentence and I'll be able to say oh it's this. <laughs> and um that's
2: that's my claim to fame right now.
1: <laughs> it's really good by the way.
2: I mean it- um, I, I didn't meet you before you didn't know anything about comic books, but all the things that I've like, seen you post uh-huh. and uh, the the stuff that you may comment on, I'm like, damn, for somebody who doesn't know about comic books, she knows a lot. <laughs> so now I know like the whole backstory behind it because yes. you wanted to be more knowledgeable mm-hmm. for the, for the customers. So yes. I, wow, you really went balls out. I oh, did. Like, <laughs> like, wow. I did. And. <laughs>
3: like i said i started to really realize that the stories that these comic books are um, are portraying they're so relevant they're so just the the storylines are just deep in the characters and i just um really try to convey that message to people who come into the shop and um, like Jen was mentioning earlier, uh, some people who kind of, when she was a kid, um, were kind of like saying to her, Oh, those are only for, for boys. boys yeah. I get that sometimes in the shop. Um, I, yeah. I get girls coming in with their brothers or with their fathers and, and moms or da- even dad sometimes saying, Oh, you know, th- that that's only for, it's only for boys or even the girls just Either having heard that message or assuming it and getting that message in some way, shape, or form coming in. And I'll always approach the girl and say, oh, you know, can I help you? Do you read comic books? And and just um, get so... Um, saddened when they tell me things like, oh, no, I'm just here for my brother, or I I, I don't read uh, comic books, and, you know, I'm a girl, or mm-hmm. it, it really frustrates me, and when yeah. women come into the shop, too, I always make it a point to go up to them, make yep. sure that they have um a good experience when they're in the comic shop, because I had a similar experience to Jen yeah. when I um first was going into comic shops. Because, like I said, my husband was a lifelong fan. And so for um, holidays and birthdays, I would go to buy um, stuff for him. Key issues for him. Mm -hmm. And um, I walked into a comic book shop. And, um, was asking for a specific issue and the way that they treated me was so just dismissive and demeaning and I got so condescending and very condescending and I got so angry that I went into the car and I just started crying because the feeling that I had, I was so, so angry and I, I never wanted, um, a woman to ever feel like that that coming into our comic shop. Yeah. Where
2: was I going with this? I'm sorry. Uh, but it's true. A lot of women I've talked to have had a really bad feeling uh, when they walk into a comic book shop. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, High Fidelity, the movie. Oh,
1: okay. no. With Jack. Oh, yeah. dude. oh I what? haven't.
3: You know, they have uh, my husband's favorite. Oh, you, guys have, I to, seen you it. guys have to
2: watch it. Oh, uh, but it's that condescending way. They treat customers like we're so cool because we like we work here. You know, we don't have to treat you. OK, because you don't know anything. I mean, uh, we're like uh-huh. the gods of comics. Yeah, oh my God. Like, we know what's yeah. going on. I mean, we knew the issue and who wrote it and, you know, who lettered it, who inked it. And, you know, it's not about that. It's about sharing this wonderful gift of comics with everyone. Um I don't remember having a bad uh, experience um, at all, um, fortunately. But I've had friends who have said they've had bad experiences. Like you ask them a question, and you 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 feel kind of weird asking because you're not really certain mm-hmm. because you don't know any backstory. Right. And yet they're like, "Well, what do you what do you want? Like, yeah, are you sure that's what you want? You know, like, N- you know what? Can you just help me out? Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. or, or you know, for instance, I have some friends who come in and say, "Oh, um, you know, where do I start? And they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you like? Uh, Batman or, you know, like Oracle or Catwoman or, you know, like, or Harley. Are you into Harley? Like, you know, it's yeah. like, don't do that. Don't do that to people. Like, say, hey, look, this is a really great story. You're going to become a Batman fan when you read the story. I, like, uh, you
3: know? Um, at a convention I went to recently, there was a panel that I went to, and there was a woman who said that she um, – had heard a similar story where this woman had just seen the Thor movie and was uh-huh. so like excited about learning more about Thor. So she went into a comic book shop, which is what I always hope happens if uh, mm-hmm. that uh, a fan oh, yeah. goes to the movie and then gets so excited about that character comes in to learn about um, the source material and to, to learn about the character yep. more. And when she, and um, this uh, panel guest said that when this woman um, asked about Thor, or uh, the, the male customer, um, or the male, um, uh, employee told her, oh, you're just here because you think, um, uh, what's Liam Helmsworth is hot Chris or Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is hot <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and totally just like dismissed, dismissed her. the oh. fact that she was interested in the comic books. Look,
4: I, I, I have, oh God, I hate it when they do that. And not only that, it's just like. Uh, so what if she care if she thinks that the uh, actor is, um, attractive? For one, uh, women drawn in comics. Like, you can't
0: tell me. But <laughs> <that laughs> I have, well, there's yes.
4: two customers in mine right now who I know just buy a comic book because of the way the women are drawn. There's, is it a Frank Cho book? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a uh, Tarot. Yeah, have you have your book, oh, yes. You know, oh you know the it's like Boca.
2: Witchblade and it's like Lady Death and yeah. it's like
4: Yeah. 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 Like Ugh. um uh, like uh, I'll give I'll give Witchblade some slack because uh of uh Stephen Sehi Yeah. Mm-hmm. and the comic that he wrote and it was just like, "Oh my god, Witchblade is so interesting." And I was just like, so I'll I'll give, I'll I'll give Witchblade a slide, but Tarot... Lady Death. And it's just like, you're not reading that for the plot. I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not reading that for the plot. Like, uh mm, mm, mm. Oh, there. Zombie Tramp. Oh, Zombie Tramp, yeah. Zombie trap.
3: <laughs> oh, and what's that new one? Jungle Action. Oh, yeah. That Jungle the Action. X, they have the
2: X-rated covers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. We get specific requests for those. Yeah. You you know, and I read an article, actually, that they were saying that, yes, the movies are grossing a lot on the box office, but there are no increasing um, comic book sales. Mm -hmm. So for a person to go in from the movie to go in and try to buy a comic book... It should be applauded. Yeah. yeah. And, and
3: honestly, from a retailer perspective, who cares why she's in your shop? She yeah. wants to spend money. Help her out. You, go. <laughs> right?
1: you, you
2: come in and drop some dough. <laughs> you
4: are number one in my book.
2: Exactly. And as, especially if you're like interested in actually reading about the character.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'll help them out. Definitely.
4: Yeah,
3: def- yeah so... Mm-hmm. um. I, I definitely think that, um, the fact that women are, um, coming into comic shops at a more higher rate than they used to, that they're oh, yeah. interested in this medium of storytelling, I think it's, um, it's really exciting to me, and I've mm-hmm. always been about women empowerment and, uh, uh seeing the characters um, now in the Marvel universe, a lot of the um, the characters like Thor, um, who's female, Captain Marvel, um yeah, I really yeah. enjoy all the spider family females. Yes. Um, <laughs> Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur. I just I'm really excited to see this shift. Um, and I, I'm really sad sometimes when I see the pushback, um, but there are so many supportive, um, fans out there too. And I really enjoy, uh, when there's a customer that comes in that is all about, you know, the, the, the female character and appreciates it for, uh, appreciates her for who she is and what she brings
2: to, Mm -hmm. to the story. Absolutely. Agreed. Definitely. Definitely. So, what is a comic book-related activity that you guys can share with us this week?
0: Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> I sure you guys
2: have a lot more, definitely.
3: Well... I, uh, my activity will happen on Sunday. Um, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for, um, a long time, all summer long. As you guys just heard my, my long origin story, I'm a huge walking dead fan. So I'm super excited to see Megan come back onto the screen and to see who he and Lucille, uh, mm-hmm. take out. Um, I, I, there's so many theories going around online and obviously we know what happens in the comic book but um, I'm really excited to see where Kirkman goes with this online and I saw a story the other day that said that there's not only going to be one major death but there's going to be two
1: whoa Oh yeah, yeah. and
3: they kind of teased the fact that Rick is, was going to lose his hand um,
4: so we'll see spoiler alert what, what <laughs> is
2: your take well who do you think it will be taken out by Lucille uh, my guess was between
3: Abraham and Maggie when I thought it was just one person I was thinking Glenn well that's the easy I think the the easy uh, guess because uh, spoiler alert <laughs> 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 that's who Lucille takes out in the comic books but um, now that they're saying there's gonna be two it could easily be Glenn and Maggie I don't mm. know but we she's pregnant. Right. So, that would be like
2: a real... But
3: Kirkman is really well known for taking out beloved characters. And in the books, um, I think she had just found out she was pregnant, too. Yeah. 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 And so oh. Glenn, Glenn died <laughs> knowing that he was a father. Oh,
1: that's the worst. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts.
3: Um, yeah, I, I remember opening that book uh, that Page up, was it a splash page? I don't remember, but I just remember opening it up and just the gas that really <laughs> my my mouth. It was just oh, I, it, I I didn't expect that. I didn't ex- and I mean that was Negan's um, first appearance, and he came out guns Good, a- yeah. <laughs> Bats blazing, back to blazing, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. So the cool thing about um, the story or the TV show is that um, even though I'm reading the comic and there are some similarities, the things that happen in the show are sometimes the same things that happen in the book, but in Either different ways or to different people. Mm-hmm. So um, I always hear people say, "Oh, I don't want to read the book; it's going to spoil the show." It's not going to spoil the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a really good job of
2: really keeping the two separate. Separate, mm-hmm. right? Right. Another um, cool. another uh, book they do that da- they do that with is a. Uh the crow the movie oh. has nothing to do with the book okay it's a totally different ent- entity so you if you guys uh don't want to read the comic book i suggest you do because it's uh it's really deep okay i didn't know
4: that it had been a comic book so <laughs> <laughs> okay and now i'm gonna now i'm gonna have to read that all right uh, you know uh, what? you can
2: borrow my copy i have two. Oh, yeah well thank you you <laughs> <laughs> I'm always about that Uh, for a while there I would um I would collect so many trade paperbacks and if there's a like a damaged one I would take it anyway and then mm-hmm. I would like give it away. Oh, like okay. here read this it's going to be great you're going <laughs> to love it and you know and um I give a lot of comic uh, trade paperbacks because you want to read yes. like a good chunk of mm-hmm. the story yeah, you know. Yeah. Um so that's what I
4: did. Okay. But
2: um wh- what is your comic book experience of the week?
1: Oh.
4: Uh maybe not the week more like last week but um they announced that um, Robbie Reyes is coming back again um, as a new Ghostwriter, and it's just like, wow. yeah, as a well, he's he already came out as all new Ghostwriter, but they're giving him a comic book again, and I think nice. it's because of the success of Robbie Reyes in Agents um, of uh, Shield. Mm-hmm. So that's my other news. Because oh my god, like. I watched maybe like the first three episodes of Agents of Shield, and I was just like, "I'm done. Uh, I'm good." Yeah, I did. I didn't <laughs> yeah. continue either. And then they announced that I uh, it was at San Comic Con mm-hmm. that the new um uh, that the new season, third season, I think, yes. was gonna have Robbie Reyes. I was on that. I was on that. Like, I watched the first episode. I kept up to date, and I'm just. Gabriel Luna is killing it as Robbie Reyes and I'm in love. Okay. So for Excellent. those,
3: uh, people who aren't in the know,
4: what character is Robbie Reyes? Sorry. Robbie Reyes is, he's taking up the mantle as a ghostwriter. He's not, uh, like, he's not replacing, um, uh, the new, the current ghostwriter. Um, and his, uh, his ride is basically a car. Mm. Um, and he is one of the few Latino, uh, characters in Marvel. Uh, nice. He was created by Felipe Smith and Trad Moore. And um, they've just done an amazing job with really fleshing out this character and who he is. And uh, um, it's set. It's actually set in East L.A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. I, I uh-huh. remember a little bit about that. Because yeah. uh,
3: during the Civil or the Secret Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
4: um, um, well, not one shot. What is it? The little side story that happened? Ghost right Racers. There? Yeah. Ghost Racers. That one was good. That one was good. I really <laughs> loved it. But, um... He, I really, I really love this character, I'm uh, especially because in the art itself, you can see, like, spots that, you, like, if you've ever been to East L.A., you know, like, you know that area. You know, you know where that is. I really <laughs> get a lot of, I, I get
2: a, like, a little secret pleasure when I read a comic book, and it, like, has to do with somewhere yes. I've been. Yes, I'm yeah. like,
1: oh, yes. You know, I, like, I, yeah. I love that. I love that. that
2: way about um,
3: Fear the Walking Dead. Because oh, it's in yeah, l a yeah. I, I it didn't grab me as much as the original, obviously, but I watched it, and I really enjoyed seeing all mm-hmm. the
4: all the l a um kind of landmarks, yeah landmarks, yeah, so that's what the uh, the show is currently actually being filmed in Los Angeles. You can see areas of east l a and like of uh, the the famous Los Angeles skylight that's nice awesome. and so Excellent. and so it's uh, being filmed here, and it's just. They've done an amazing job um, uh, with uh, the Ghostwriter, and basically that's my news of the week. That's my. That's, I'm still so pumped for it. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't wait for that comic book to come out because Robbie Reyes is hands down one of my top fave characters. Like him and Kamala are my favorites. Like, ah, they are yes. hands down my favorites. Like anybody asks me, what's your like? Who's your favorite character? Kamala and Robbie Reyes. That's nice. It. That's it.
2: Mm-hmm. excellent. Excellent. Well, my comic book story of the week was I watched the, uh, A Fathom event. It was, a uh, Return of the I Cape Crusaders. I always wanted to do that. I see them all the time. It was my first one ever. And, uh, we went to go see, uh, uh, Return of the Cape Crusaders. So, A Fathom event
3: is when there is, um, uh like a a a, sh- a single showing of something in a movie theater right, right? exactly okay. it
2: could be an opera there's mm-hmm. the meto- metropolitan opera um there's the i mean there's so many different things there's operas there's like just um anything actually uh right now they're doing a lot of like uh movie uh movies uh horror movies oh. uh, that are coming out so I'm like I'm I'm gonna go download that app because <laughs> they look so cool. But it was my first Fathom event and it was really great. Um I actually saw this movie. There was a commentary by um um uh Kevin Smith and um, it was really cool. So they kind of introduced the movie, we saw the movie and it was throwback at the old like nineteen sixties uh campy Adam West Burt oh, Ward uh oh, yeah. show and um uh they actually reprised the roles as um uh, Batman and, and um
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, I know. And, oh, and
2: Robin. So, cool. so it was really cool and but it was like animated and there were some scenes where it was like a, a, a computer-aided animation. So mm-hmm. there was really great like um um kind of like uh where they surrounded they went around the object um in animation and it just looked it just really popped. I thought it was like really okay. beautiful kind of yeah. a 3D without 3D glasses thing. Oh. So I mean, I really yeah. enjoyed it. It was really campy. I love that. It was like it was completely a throwback, so I really loved it. I, I grew up watching that show, so I really enjoyed it. The original Batman, yeah, the with the uh, Adam West yeah. and Ward. Adam, it was just,
4: Adam West Batman, yeah. <laughs> I
2: mean, it has nothing to do with the Batman that I love now, but I mean, I will always love Adam West Batman. For Holy sure.
4: beer, Batman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it was cool, and they still had all that. You know, nothing was n- nothing was like. Now, where they threw like some jokes of what would be relevant now to there, it was just completely like wholesome. I don't know. I really loved it, and the story took a a a surprising turn. So it's not just straightforward cappiness. There was a nice little twist in the uh, the story. So it's now on DVD. Um, In November, it will come out in Blu-ray. So check it out. Maybe it'll be available on Redbox if you don't want to commit to purchasing it. But what was it called again? Uh, Return of the Cape Crusader. Okay. Yeah. So, exciting. Exciting stuff. That's cool. Well, there's always cool stuff
3: going on in the comic related, uh, industry. And so we, we all had, uh, our, our favorites this week. But, um, if you, since you can, uh you see our title comadres y comics um, you kind of hopefully our idea was that you get the um, the feeling that we are three latina women who enjoy reading comics and um, one of the things that we wanted to do in this uh in this first episode is kind of um pick up on an iconic um, Latino um, artist and also uh related book that we could discuss. And when we sat down and talked about what that would be for us, um, of course, uh, one of the first things that came to everybody's um, mind was Love and Rockets. Love and Rockets. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I get uh, questions and and uh, requests for Eleven Rockets all the time in the uh, comic book shop. I had never read it before, so I was really looking forward to reading the book and um, I knew that um I I had always heard about the Hernandez brothers. Um, mm-hmm. so uh turns out there that the Hernandez family was a very um uh a very Still is. A very talented, um, comic-related family. Still is, of course. And, um, and so, uh, when we decided what we wanted to do, we went with, um, Maggie the Mechanic, cause that's what, uh, kind of showed up that was like, I guess, the, the intro, the first, uh, collection of, um, most of the stories. And, um, Jaime, the Hernandez brother who did this particular one, um, we were just talking earlier, was the, um, Renaissance man of comic creators with this book yeah he um it was his story he wrote the story he did all the line art he did all of the lettering he did everything and um when you this was a 300 plus page uh, book and so that was no i mean it was a collection it all didn't come out at once but um that was no small
2: feat for sure absolutely the story arc as you said was about 300 pages Mm -hmm. or so um so that's That is an amazing accomplishment. And for him to have done the lettering, the art, the inking, the story. Yeah. It's... God. I mean, you really have to read this book. I mean, because there are... Not only is it just one story, but there's, like, flashbacks. And then there it bounces from one plane to the next. Like, you know, you could be in, like, Tampa with the storyline and then you come back to LA. Yeah. Like Uh I mean the way he (laughs) carries the story is um gosh, it's it's magical because yeah like we were saying, it's not just one place. It's not like a soap opera in one place. I mean it just goes it bounces around. It's amazing. Uh
3: it was really interesting to me to actually find this uh book is celebrating it's uh well it celebrated its 25th anniversary in 2007 so that means it's coming upon 35 years wow and um it's it's really awesome to me because love and rockets is really considered to be more of an underground comic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it still is considered um, it's still underground. considered yep. underground mm-hmm. um and what was cool to me um was that um i was talking a little bit about this earlier that the way that the hernandez um brothers and there was a sister I think in there too. The way that they got introduced to comics was from their mother. No their way. Their mother was a comic book reader. Really? And so there were always back issues lying around in um, the home and so, so cool. they in- invariably so cool. <laughs> would pick them up and she would also read them to them as like good night uh, like good bedtime stories. Oh, so good I wish night. I had those. So <laughs> <stories. laughs> I'm like god that would have been so, so cool. So I I, I thought that was amazing cuz you know we're our one of our goals here is to really highlight um, not only women um, behind the scenes of comics, but also women as connoisseurs and readers of comics. And mm-hmm, so the fact mm-hmm. that um, this uh, this cool uh, quintessential underground Lovin' Rockets uh, Hernandez brothers got their start in comics because of their mom, just like. Was amazing.
2: I loved that. Oh man, that's <laughs> such a great yeah. story. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm so glad you Same brought that up. Here. I didn't even
4: know that. either. That
2: is so cool. Um, also, uh, the Love and Rockets band got their name from the comic book. That's cool. That that makes a lot of sense to
3: me because Love and Rockets too. I mean, uh, MTV was you know big back in the '80s, but there was a quote unquote underground. Um, show called 120 minutes. Um, you had to stay up until midnight on Saturdays. I'm showing my age.
1: <laughs> you had
3: to stay up until midnight at Saturday, on Saturday nights, and they would play a show called 120 minutes. And it was all the alternative, um, underground type music, not the stuff that they played, um, uh, on regular rotation during the day. Mm-hmm. And Love and Rockets was, um, always, um, uh, heavily played during that show. So it's kind of cool that, uh, an underground "Quote unquote" underground music um, band got their name from an underground comic. Which um, another uh, another connection Um, in the storyline. You really um, see him focus on the fact that all of his characters are really what would be considered uh, punk style. Exactly. Oh my god!
4: Which is one of the things I loved about. Yeah, it has like a very. Um uh punk goth, or like this like uh like very much kind of like the revolution, like yes, we, like yes. uh uh-huh. like the turning like, point yeah. of something amazing yeah, and that's what, like that's what a thing that is currently throughout the whole book in Rena tina, oh, God, am I saying her name right? <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, like it's just, like, there's always, like, a revolution going on in these books. And it's just, like, there's always, like, there's always a point of change. And I just, I really, really like that
2: about it. I like how you touched on that subject, mm-hmm. the point of change. One of the things that I really liked about uh, Maggie the Mechanic was um, she was smitten by this one character, uh, Race. Race. Race, and And yeah. um, towards kind of, like, a little bit of the dying out of, of one of the most heaviest storylines that I felt, um, she says, you know, I, I looked at race like um, an icon, like I was completely like in awe of him. But then now I see him as a man. So you see how um, the development of these characters, it's, it its um, I wouldn't say saturated. I mean, it's kind of like realistic where you're like, you are from one point to the next, and they're letting you know that in 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 the kind of like in passing, but you grasp it, and that's how you know that um, the rest of the story is going to carry out. So I, I really like that. One of the
3: things that, um, as I was kind of doing a little bit of research about Jaime and specifically this Maggie the Mechanic book, one of the things that kept coming up, um, for that was that he, Jaime in particular was highly regarded for his complex personalities of women specifically. Um, and so, and and in this book, you can, there, It's all women. I mean, there's men that are part of the storyline race, and um, some of the the um, the Izzy's boy or not Penny's boyfriend, um, Mm -hmm. or who's has devil horns. I guess that's some kind of symbolic thing. Yeah, but. They're all female um, lead characters. Well, Maggie's a lead person in this one, of course, but they all have lead roles in their own little stories, but they are all... um, Their characters and their personalities are very individualistic. They don't... you even see, you know, Maggie, she's, she's the mechanic and she, she's clumsy. She's kind of airheaded sometimes. Yeah, sometimes and, yeah. and, and, and that's her. And then there's, um, Hopi who, um, is in love with Maggie. Um, mm-hmm. and she, but she's also very strong, but she's also, she has this, like, she's always, like, making, like, sarcastic remarks. and yeah. And I just really, felt like the characters themselves the personalities that he wrote them so
2: well that they all stood out on their own individually Oh, absolutely. I really applaud the fact that, I mean, he can make a female character so complex and, you know, in this instance, I think we have like five female characters or six and they Mm -hmm. all have their own personality and they're not all whiny and they're not all crying (laughs) and they're not all like, oh my God, what's going on with me? They're not like, you know, like most people, you know, like how they write women as Mm -hmm. like weaker and emotional or, you know, whatever this guy, I mean. This guy's writing is really, you know, just amazing. I mean, he doesn't make women look weak or sentimental or anything like that. I mean, he really focuses on their personality and they excel, like, as characters. They really... Come out and grab at you. I mean, maybe you can't relate to them, but you definitely grow to love them for sure.
3: And speaking about weak characters, it's it's definitely the opposite. I mean, also um, I learned that uh, Jaime had a lifelong um, interest and fascination with not only pro wrestling but female pro wrestling. So we oh, see, yeah. that see that he brings that into yeah. the into the storyline with his character um, uh, Reynata Tita- Titanyon. Titanyon, uh-huh. uh, and she's a she's a big part of the storyline. Absolutely. Um, And and she's kind of like the the matriarch uh, of of what's going on, um, uh-huh. because not only is she connected with Maggie, who meets her when she goes, um, over to her job, but Maggie's cousin, um, was it her cousin or aunt? Her, her aunt. aunt. Her aunt, Vicky who, Glory. Who also was, <laughs> was yeah. a wrestler. Or was a wrestler. A wrestler. Yeah. Um, and there were some other, um, people that had some, something to do with her too, but mm-hmm. she, and she was highly revered, um, amongst some of
2: the other, uh, characters in the story. They all knew, they all uh, knew who she was, uh-huh. yeah. And, Kind of a throwback at the complexity of the characters. One of the things I really love about, about his writing style is that, um, there's no bad guys, there's no good guys, but you see mm-hmm. the transition of how people can change their mind about someone. For instance, um, we were, so- Maggie, uh, didn't really like her, the wrestler. Um, yes. I
0: always oh, call her, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you
2: know, in my head, I call her Tanyon. I don't uh-huh. know why, but in my, <laughs> head, in my head, I would just. Shorted down to Tanyon, and um, she didn't really like her, but as she got to know her, she realized that she was an amazing person. Mm-hmm. To yes, her, you know, uh, and but it took for her to meet her to actually admire what work she was doing okay. for the less fortunate. Yeah, so then uh, you see how her development of her relationship with her um, kind of flourishes into like a friendship and an admiration, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of like reflects the complexity of human beings i mean it's not just like i like you or and i don't like you or i hate you or i don't hate you i mean Mm. you you see them grow into a friendship and i i think that's wonderful
4: yeah that is so uh great characters and i just i really really like them all but i have to admit that my favorite one was penny century yeah. Like, oh, Penny. Penny. I, I love Penny because the impression you get at first of her is that she's like a man eater like, <laughs> like, like like yeah like a man eater or like like the ditzy blonde bimbo yes kind of like mm-hmm. but it's not and it's just like I really enjoyed her character and just like like uh her pursuit of like I, I really really like it, is that she wants to be a Your superhero. superhero. Yes, yeah, she yes, she, yes I she loved that. Desperately wants to be a superhero. <laughs> right, exactly, and it's just like she's with H.R. Custy Gun, and um, um, she and she um, she asks him like, oh, can you make me a, a superhero? superhero? And he's like, no, I can't. And she kind of has like, then why am I
1: with you? Right? It's Like <laughs> I can give you a
4: planet. And he's like, I can give you anything. She's just like, but you can't give me what I want. And I was just like, I was just like, dang. It
1: was deep, yo. It was deep. And it's just
4: like she was. Like, like she, like um, uh, she is honestly one of my favorite. Like I loved all of the, all of the women, all the girls who came out in this uh, comic but She has to be like my hands down favorite because it was just she was so much more complex than the first impression that I honestly kind of fell into yeah. of her. And it's just like, like, uh, like not only that, like I, I get the impression like in her stories that she gets. She's not exactly looking for love? Mm-hmm. No, but, not yeah, at all. No, not she's not all. looking for love. She's looking for, I don't know, like friendship or, or something or just like a partner or something. And it's just like, um, uh, there's that story where she runs off from Castigan with this yes, other guy just, who's like, married. Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> didn't, but she didn't know. And at first, like, if she didn't know that he was married. Um, um, because I thought at first that she did, but then I realized that well, the guy had been thinking
0: it. Like, oh, so She she, okay. she didn't
4: she didn't know that he was married. And then towards the end of the book, when she finds out that he is married, like, she just takes off. Yeah. Yeah. She takes off. She takes off. And then she goes back. No to tears. Trust me like yeah. whatever. No tears. And like there's like in her seem to maybe like anger, but they yeah. like but more disappointment. Yeah. Me. Absolutely. Like you could like I, I got that all of that from her, and it was just like and it's just like she's. So much more like so she goes back to Custigan and it's just and then she finds out that he supposedly has a wife. Yeah. But it turns out that they're divorced and stuff, but she didn't get to that part yet. I'm assuming that she later finds out that they are divorced yes. because she does go back to Custigan. Um but you can kinda see that she has morals. She has morals. If the if the dude's married, she doesn't go and strike out for him. Like uh mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. dropped that guy in the dust, uh, when she found out she was married he was married. And um um she dropped, she even dropped Castigan, uh, when she found out, but then she, I think she later learns that he's not. Um, but it's just like, she was honestly one of my favorites, and, uh, I just, I just found it really, really funny just how, and like, very charming how she wants to be a superhero. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, like, yes. Cause, uh, like, uh, um, um, I didn't even realize that was part of the comic, um, uh, that superheroes are a thing. Yeah, they're uh-huh. yes, uh-huh. They're, they're, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. it's just like uh, the story about Ultimix. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. And it's just like, uh, like you can see Maggie telling the story, and you see like Penny in the background. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm so jealous." Like, yeah. Like she just like she just. Has, I don't believe you. <laughs> don't believe. No, she's not the one who said that. It was Giggles and and the other one who i uh who were just like I don't believe you, but she does believe her, and she's envious of it. But she, absolutely. but she has enough mind of her to not be... Cruel to yes, Maggie, absolutely. she's like yeah. she's like I'm eh, like I'm, I'm kind of jealous of what you do, but she still loves Maggie. She calls her like uh, what you call her baby. Yeah, yeah. which I, uh-huh.
3: I I mean, just your description now of Peggy, and then also just that interaction mm-hmm. of no jealousy mm-hmm. for a man to be the person writing My- for yeah. female characters. It's definitely not stereotypical. Absolutely,
2: yeah, uh, honestly, let's let's be real. Like when a man writes a woman character pretty much goes with the stereotypes mm-hmm, yeah. so for him not to do this so long
4: ago i'm like yes, just uh-huh. so so uh-huh. amazed yeah, yeah. It was just like we talked we talked about this originally in the, in the book club in american vampire um uh, uh the, there was two female characters oh yeah uh-huh. yeah uh what was, it, what was her name pearl pearl and um uh i don't remember the other one i forget her name too but there was these two there was these two girls and they I they were made out to be like the best of friends, and she Pearl who even went to go save her, Mm -hmm. and then you find out that she's a
1: backstabbing hoe. Yeah, like like, you find out she's
4: a backstabbing hoe, and I was so disappointed. I was just like, oh, they could have, they were besties. Yeah, I wanted that
3: to be something. Yeah, I
4: wanted, and then this, like, I was honestly like, for the like because of American Vampire, I was like expecting something.
3: Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. like
4: like I, I didn't get that.
1: I, was just like, uh, yeah.
3: I kept expecting something with because obviously um, Hopi um, is in love with Maggie. Yeah, and um, it's it's inferred. It's never really shown, but it's mm-hmm. inferred that they are on again, off again lovers.
4: I mean, uh, you kind of see it in the first page when she goes in and tickles her. Yeah, you know,
3: I, I saw that, but then it never went further, so I was like, okay, and, Mm -hmm. and then, I don't know, I and then they they both um have their relationships outside of each other yeah, yeah. um and so it took me a while until i kind of got that that they actually sometimes yeah. are together uh-huh. um because i think that um maggie um mentioned to her at one point well what do you do when i'm gone and Hopi says well what do you expect me to do you know i yeah. I, I have a life to live and i live it yeah um and i i really find i i really thought that um just those relationships even though they're very complex i mean having a relationship with somebody and there's Mm -hmm. feelings and emotions and everything um but hoping never gets like backstabby or like bitchy or 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 anything like that and i was expecting
4: it i think too from from our experience with some of the other books and it never happens it never happened or it's just like they work out they talk Mm -hmm. and they're just all like and, or they forgave each other, like, um, on that one scene when, uh, a hundred apartments or, like, a hundred rooms, a hundred rooms. Oh, um, where they go to Yeah, the,
3: I wanted yeah. to go, I wanted to, I was like, uh-huh. oh my god, that'd be awesome, like, three weeks vacation at this place. Yeah. <laughs> just like,
4: like, and some coming. of them have naked men. <laughs> some of them apparently have very attractive <laughs> naked men in there, and I'm just like, I'm down. sign me up. <laughs> I have to admit, I have to admit, though, like, um, Hopi is she's like up there as, as like like right like right beneath Penny. Um because she is uh like who I wished I could have been. Uh, uh-huh. She's like like a uh, like that kind of like hard rocking, like cool, really cool looking, don't give an F uh like kind of like uh goes for goes for relationships. Like she is like how I always wanted to be. Yeah. And it's just like um and uh, it's just like she's really cool. And Isabel Izzy, uh-huh. she's she's the aesthetic. She's the she's, yes. She's the aesthetic. yes. God, I want to dress like her. I have to tell <laughs> you, I, like not like they they make like they make fun of her. In, they do in like how she dresses. But let me tell you, I wish I could dress like that. Like <laughs> she, like oh my god, she would she like. Pulls on a full-on veil in black, uh-huh. and
1: like <laughs> even with, um, her <laughs> with her parasol. With her
4: parasol, it's just like, like God, I want to dress like that. That <laughs> is that is the aesthetic. That is the aesthetic. I want to, like, I I want I want to, I want to be Hopi. I want to dress like Izzy. And I want to have
2: the life that Penny Century has <laughs> <laughs> well, with Izzy, I really love that that little like tangent she went in on sh- how she was like explaining about the struggle of the n- of the nails in. Oh, in in the the wooden, in the wooden shelf. Yes. Uh So, um, she was, (laughs) I mean, this was like the most amazing little rant. Yeah. And I, I was like, at first when I started reading it, because it was kind of like our introduction to Izzy. Yes. Uh And I was like, where is this going? Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. You get like her version. She's crazy. Yeah. 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 Like, like, uh, she has this like.
2: Uh, bad-eyed, frizzy hair mm. look, and you're like, what like, is like, going on? Like she
4: had three cups of coffee too many, yeah, <laughs> <The next> sleepless, <was laughs> <laughs> and a lot of shit to do. Yeah. Yes. Just like <laughs> and I thought it was
3: funny in the in the hundred rooms or whatever it was called that she leaves because she misses her flies.
4: Yeah, <laughs> her flies on the ceiling. You know, like yeah. oh my, is that one reason where she's she's just like looking at her. She's like, the ceiling is too high. Yes. I can't reach it. I miss my flies. And yeah. I'm, just, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like. Like, I and, think in that moment she captured well, how it is like being homesick is. Yes, oh, so, like, yes, you know, yes. Like, oh, That's yes. that's a good
2: way to put it. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like she said, uh, "Oh yeah." Izzy went off on another rant that her flies are the right side up and we're all upside yes. down. Uh-huh. It's like uh, she has <laughs> yeah. this. She has this longing and nostalgia and like for inanimate weird objects. Yeah. You know, like she. I think she has like a lot of feeling for these. Um, things that nobody else thinks of. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way she explains it, they make sense. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you're so cool. You know, the chemistry amongst these
3: women, um, yeah. the locas, right? Yeah, yeah the, lo- the, locas. the The chemistry amongst these locas reminds me of the chemistry amongst the Lumberjanes. Um, oh. Because very, the Lumberjanes are also all so different and their characters and personalities are written so individualistically Mm -hmm. and uh, I think the cool thing about Lumberjanes is that these girls just looking at them um, you would never imagine that they were friends, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even though the Locas are all part of this punk underground scene, they're all so different, yeah. and you really wouldn't think that they were friends, but they mm-hmm. are. And there's not a lot. Uh, I was like we were saying, a lot of backstabbing or just not jealousy all, no. or just negativity at all. Mid-picking and they're all nothing. The yeah. I mean, I
2: mean, sure they'll make a comment like yeah. Izzy's crazy," but yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're all kind of sarcastic. Yeah. Yes. So uh-huh. it doesn't really hold up, you know. Like yeah. it's not like something. Oh, she said this shit about me. No, it's you know, it's friendship. I really love yeah. it. Yeah,
4: like they call they call Maggie. Like they have so many niggas. Like, yeah, mag maggot. Yeah, mag- <laughs> and, and she was just like, yeah. And when you think about it, this is the most authentic look at female friendship. Yeah, Because yes. this is this is female friendship. Mm-hmm. This is a female camarader- com- camaraderie. camaraderie. Uh-huh. and it's just like like. Like, when I go hang out with my best friend, it's just like, there's no filters. Yeah. (laughs) I I ain't gonna hold back. Like, it's just like...
3: And it bugged me the entire time that Race was calling her Margie.
4: Right, yeah. And I was finally like, did Finally,
3: at honestly, the end. Yeah.
2: I was reading over and Did he just call her Margie? Does yeah. He does, does he not know her name is Maggie? Yes. yes. Yeah. And she let it go on for, so long, go long. Yeah, for was so long. She let it go on Because she was
4: so obsessed with uh-huh. him. And, yeah. and so
2: finally at the end, when
3: she yelled at him and said, and it's not Margie, it's <laughs> Maggie. I was like, yes. yes
1: yeah. She yeah. was absolutely. finally sticking up her.
0: Finally,
2: so, yes. yes. Oh, that's... Good stuff. <laughs> is, One of the memories. other things I really like enjoyed about this comic book is there was a lot of like um, spang, not not a yes. lot, just a mm-hmm. tiny bit of sprinkle of yes. spanglish. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that, and I really love uh, that all the characters for some reason or another they mostly all have like a Latino kind of name.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like think- I had to reread yeah. it because I'm not used to that. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Like like um, uh, there's a certain Oh wait, because uh, at first I was reading this book as if it was all in English. Me too. Yeah, thank you. In, yes. Yeah. So some of the some of the words or some of the names didn't connect until I actively had to make that kind of switch go off in my head. I'm just like, read this in Spanish and like read this in Spanglish, basically yeah. read it in Spanglish. D- yeah.
2: d- okay, for me. I- Thank you for hitting that nail on the head right there because for me, like after I realized this, like after when I started reading the, the you know, the part in the jungle, then I then I read it with the Spanish, ac- uh, the Spanglish accent. Did uh-huh. you get? Did you do that? Because yeah, for me, I like it. It kind of switched, like yeah. without me knowing. I was like, oh, I'm reading this in Spanglish. Yeah,
4: yeah. weird. <laughs> like it's just because like I like I I have um I. I think it's because I know uh, like other languages and stuff as well. I actively know when I'm using, basically, a voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm, um, m- when I th- when I think in English, I think in English. When I think in Spanish, I think in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like my like even my thoughts change, Absolutely. like uh, in mm-hmm. the intonation and voice. so that's what this was. This was like a careful balancing between English and Spanish, and just like really like it's a. And rolling
2: between them, yeah, rolling they? between it. and
4: it's just like it. That's kind of like what I got from reading was this, it's like it's, uh, like when you talk with a friend who also like knows Spanglish and like you know you can slip yeah. these words. In. It was like not. I'm gonna I'm gonna say reading a friend, but, it, <laughs> yeah, like, but <laughs> oh, it felt, I love that description yeah, though. Yeah, like it's just like it was like reading a friend. It was like reading something of home, and mm-hmm. it was just like. And I think that's what really endeared me to this book in yeah. the end. Is just that. There's a familiarity, there, a familiarity there, even though I've never read this book before. Even though it's set in some distant future on maybe some not even the planet Earth, maybe some <laughs> other weird planet, mm-hmm. but it's just like it's so amazing, and it's just uh, how they really mix this like hit, like this uh, very unique Hispanic things into a world that yes. is so almost fantastical. Yeah.
2: I just like yeah, because there's rockets, there's dinosaurs, mm-hmm. there's yeah.
4: hovercrafts, there's yeah. you know, it's just there's a female pro wrestlers, <laughs> superhero. yeah. superheroes,
2: superheroes. Yeah. Dimension, alien. Yes. Yes. Well,
4: sadly,
3: I've read that the science fiction aspect of the stories was kind of dropped off a little bit um, Uh as the stories went further. Okay. Um, There, but there is still um, like you. There's still references to uh, the stories that happened and um, the the situations.
0: But, I love aliens. <laughs> but,
3: uh, but the, just the science fiction portion I, um, I read was dropped off. So, um, Aww. I'm, I'm definitely, I want to read further. I mean, I, and, yeah. and that's the, that's the thing that I think that every comic book artist and creator wants to hear at the end of the story is that you want to read further. You want to know more about the, mm-hmm. about the, uh, characters. And I definitely finished reading, um, this book
4: and thinking that. Yeah. And, Definitely. Also no, sorry. no, no. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. Definitely. It's just, and um also uh, a thing that the Hernandez brothers are really known for is that as they, as they did the comics, the, their, not only did their art change. Absolutely. But the, I saw that. But the way that they drew the characters change, they age, oh, I guess, in like yes. real time. Oh, that's, I'm oh. glad that you brought that up because mm-hmm. that's one of the
3: things that I noticed that not a lot of um, creators, not a lot of artists will do, but in this storyline... Um, she actually gains weight, and yeah. and at the end she is definitely visually you can see bigger than what she was at the beginning, and it, and it's kind of part of the storyline, but. Um, usually when um usually that doesn't happen i mean absolutely like nobody, if anything, nobody no women. Yeah, yeah no nobody draws uh, fat women right uh, and, and and if they do it is a um, villain yeah if it, it's or is <laughs> oh somebody God, yeah. it, it's the it's the um comedic relief Right. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that, that, that the actually light. the mm-hmm. changes, the physical changes, um, happened and they, they referenced it but that they showed it and it's actually part of the storyline because she keeps, um, popping all the buttons off. Yeah. here.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, um, but the cute thing, hope Hopi tells her she doesn't care that she would love her no matter what.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> That sounds so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, I just really like that a lot of their, uh, really important characters like, uh, Vicky Glory, Rena Titanon, they are heavy set women. Yes, yes. Like they're pro wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Like um, Mm -hmm. uh, they like they do like the hardcore wrestling like body slams and everything and just like like um he draws them as heavyset women mm-hmm. that are still very beautiful. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, and like, and, mm-hmm. and
2: adored by the
4: masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adored by everyone, by women, by men, by the aliens. Mm-hmm. And just like <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> You know, uh, for instance, I call her Tanyon. She mm-hmm. gets kidnapped because she's so adored. Yeah. That she gets kidnapped in order for them to like, mm-hmm. you know, like, we give ourselves to you. Yeah. You know? it's yeah.
4: really funny thing is that, uh, like, she's really like this this high symbol and she does something like she goes to these places of yeah. turmoil or like of dictatorship and she's just like let's start a revolution
1: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the that's yeah, place
4: it, where she got kidnapped like she said that she married the dude she was made their queen and then she overthrew
1: started, him, they, uh, overthrew
2: yeah, him yeah. and yeah. started a revolution yeah. yeah and that's one of the things i really like because it, you know it's it's an important subject mm-hmm. but at the same time it wasn't like the main subject it yeah. was, it was something that was touched and, and they, and they made a big reference to it and they, and they went into some detail, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like the storyline. Yeah. You know, cause that also, you know, politics turns people off, whatever, but yeah. you know, it, it just, um, kind of shed a light on what type of person she was, you know?
4: Yeah, not only that, it's just like, uh, they, I what really happened is just like, all this is going on while well, real life. Is happening. Right. Like, like, it's because, like, to where this is going, that's real life to them. But, like, to the average person who's just living their life, like, these things are happening. (laughs) At the same time that you're, I don't know, grabbing a burger or something. Yeah, (laughs) It's just, like, 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 these things happen, like, whether you want them to or not. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, and it's just, like, and I just really like that, um, uh, and I just... Went around the world traveling, and even when she was just traveling to visit, she somehow still the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wherever she goes, watch out government like yeah. She's there to turn things upside down, yes, or right She's side for up. For the
1: people, yes,
0: it's
2: it's great. I mean, and as you were telling us that uh, future stories, uh, other of her of his books uh deal with like the other characters as the main characters, yeah.
3: Yeah, um there's well I I'm I'm not sure where uh the brothers come in. There's um Jaime is the person who wrote this and then mm-hmm. we saw that there was also Mario um Mario, Mario and, and yeah Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm saying that with Spanish, I yeah, Gilbert, 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 Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert Hernandez. Gilberto. I'm sorry, Gilberto. I'm <laughs> saying it like how my mom would
4: say, "Gilbert."
3: <laughs> so I'm not sure where they come in, but yeah, there's there's lots of volumes, mm-hmm. Um and uh, I know that they wrote together, and then um they decided to stop Love and Rockets, and then they all did their
2: um individual projects. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know um in Sorry to cut you off, but I, I know that somewhere along my comic book, comic con life, I think I ran into some kind of luchador. Yes, I've seen that. Uh-huh. Yes, mm-hmm. which I'm, you know, so, and you were saying that they're still producing since the beginning. I mean, they they haven't stopped. They have been continuous since what, 19... Ooh.
4: 1982.
2: 1982. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So th- these aren't the kind of people that just stopped. I mean, they just kind of... W- Started with the series and then kind of like branched out to other characters within the series and yeah. you know, like went into their individual stories. Mm-hmm. So they never
4: really stopped. No, they never really stopped, they uh kept going and uh they just had a lot to tell. Like, there's not that uh, like, oh, like, oh, that's it, this is the series, we're done. Um, it's just like, no, I'm uh, this is a series, like, it's more like, here's this world. And here's yes, mm-hmm. and this is their life, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's a, it's a very slice of life.
1: Yes, for mm-hmm. a yes very,
4: for a very fantastical story, and I love that.
2: I know me too yeah. because at first when I were first reading it, I was trying to place it on Earth. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. In the present <laughs> time, <laughs> in the present time, and I was like. Okay, hovercrafts. Okay, dinosaurs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, something
3: interesting about the whole slice of life thing, um, when I was reading about Jaime, um, some of his biggest influences that he, um, that he calls to when asked is, um, the creator of Dennis the Menace and also the creator of, um, Archie.
1: Oh, no way. Yeah. oh really so he was
3: always about the slice of life comic oh, okay. and so it um it, and it shows and and yeah. actually if you look at some of the um, art um, it showed that it it talked about what I was reading that um, there was a lot of Archie-esque, quote-unquote, type like poses and mm-hmm. stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, oh, one thing when she's getting um uh, off of the hover thing, oh, off of the tram, and she grabs someone
1: yes. else's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of so jockey, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very
4: joking. Like The way one it, she was just like, oh, what? <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. that was cool. That was cool.
3: Yeah, that's funny that you say that, because as soon as you, uh, as soon as you pointed out Hovercraft, I was thinking in my mind the picture of her with her legs up in the air, <laughs> and she, she fell off. And definitely
2: very jug-headed. Jughead. head. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very interesting. I really love this book, guys. <laughs> Thank you guys. I mean, I, you know what, um, um, many years ago, my, my friend was reading this, uh, reading one of the Love, Love, and Rocket stories. I don't know which one because I just realized it's, there's so many. He said that I reminded him of the girl with the dreads and I never followed up on that. So now that yeah. I read this oh, one, yeah. Yeah. and that, now that I read this one because I never, um, went into it because I just thought, ah, where am I going to start? You know, but mm-hmm. you guys like, pretty much dropping this on my lap. (laughs) And then then, I'm reading it and I just like, I got into it and I'm like, whoa, I want to read the rest. I want to read everything.
4: Everything. (laughs) This is the first collection of Jaime Hernandez. Uh, Gilbert Hernandez first book, I guess, book I believe is, uh, it's either Heartbreak Soup Mm. or um, uh, Perla La Loca. Ooh, uh, I love know. the title. Oh, Perla la yes. loca. I'm already <laughs> loving it. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um okay, no. Okay. No, uh Hubert's first book I believe is Heartbreak Soup.
2: Oh, yeah, I love
4: it. it. Soup. Uh Perla la loca for my notes I think is the third one of Jaime's. Mm. I'm going to have to look that up. I think I got this kind of confused. But yeah, um uh, the like if you um uh, I guess we'll get introduced to a new set of characters in Heartbreak Soup. Mm-hmm. Um, but now now a lot of these, a lot of these uh, titles make sense. The girl from Hoppers, was oh, something yeah. that kept <laughs> right. being mentioned in this book, mm-hmm. Hoppers Hoppers Thirteen. Yeah, that was their honestly. neighborhood, yeah, yeah. and then uh, I don't know who Perla is. I mean, I know a perla, but uh, that's my best friend. But um uh, I don't think that's the same one. <laughs> and then there's a book, Penny Century, which I'm, g- oh! t- I'm going to order that one. I'm, like, like, I'm going right to order away. that one like, right away. I am excited for that one. Nice. And then Esperanza, which now that I know... That hope. It's <laughs> is Hopi's, is Hopi's, actual name. Yes, cause like we, we did not figure out that, <laughs> that hope, that Hopi and Esperanza were the same person until later. We were just like, Esperanza! Hope!
1: Hope <laughs> Esperancita! Hopi! <laughs>
4: so for those of you
2: guys who are non-Spanish speaking uh, listeners, um, Esperanza means hope in Spanish. Yep. So for her to call her Esperancita, like a little, little hope, and then yeah. color Hopi, that's kind of how her name came about, which it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Like, you kind mm-hmm. of get a little grimace because you're like, I figured it out.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and also, guys, you guys have some comic book news on Love and Rockets. Yes. Oh, so yes. Um, after so many
3: years of... Um, I don't know how long it's been since an actual Love and Rockets
4: book has been out. Well, they actually published some, I guess, like graphic novels. Okay. I collected graphic novels, but not a lot of people knew. It's. I think they, I believe they called them New Love and Rockets. Yes, yeah. I
3: remember seeing those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. New, New Love and Rockets. Yes.
4: And I, but those were more like low-key. They didn't do like individual issues okay. from what I figure they just release them straight to graphic novel. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I wish more <laughs> people would think of that.
1: <laughs>
2: just because I hate this whole waiting a month for anything. But that's the thing. Uh,
4: those would take sometimes years. <gasps> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Forget yeah. It. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> they, they would go a year or two or m- like months or years in between publishing new stories. So with this... I think they're going to be publishing monthly again.
3: Yes. Yeah, so uh, the big news is that Love and Rockets is going. It has. Is starting um, up with an ongoing series again. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the um, fans have been chomping at the bit to get this number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's uh, called Love and Rockets. It's volume four, number one. And it's going to be released on, um, what's the date? It's um, this October 17th, 18th, 19th. Yep. Um, so yeah so, uh, in two days right if you have yes. a local comic book yes. shop um, reserve near you, a copy. reserve a copy yep. um, if it's something that you want to read on an ongoing basis let them know so that, that they'll make sure to order enough uh, I'm pretty sure that this one's going to be um, on everyone's radar and it's going to
2: sell out quickly absolutely it's on my radar now so that's one extra person yeah,
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah and um, uh, from the description page that they have on the website Website, there's going to be two covers, one Ooh. drawn by Jaime and the other one drawn by Gilbert. Ah. Oh my god, I need them both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, there's a description on their website. It's um, uh, the website is PhantomGraphics.com. Just put in Jaime Hernandez and it will show you to his page. And Excellent. It's the first uh, option on there. Is Jaime
2: mm. local to Los Angeles? No, I'm asking because he was he was local when he wrote. Love and Rockets, like the most of the series, he was local to L.A. Ah, okay oh, okay. In, yeah, because he was uh, wasn't he born in... Uh, he was born in Oxnard. Oxnard, right, yeah. right, right. And oh, then he, like, mm-hmm. I think he moved to L.A. or some sort. Mm-hmm. Um My question, do you guys know if he has attended any, especially now that there's a new comic book out, does he plan to attend any uh, comic conventions? Because I would love to meet he him. He has to. I mean, um, I've seen when
3: I was doing some research that um, him and um, Hilberto uh, were <laughs> um, at some comic conventions. But the most recent one that I saw was uh, like 2006, 2007. Uh-huh. But Jen actually found some information about the fact that um, he, Jaime was... Um, uh, uh, an Eisner yeah. Award nominee yeah. yes, and also yeah. a Harvey Award winner.
0: Wow! So
3: and those were in 2014
4: and 2013, was it? Yeah. Um. He he was he was a nominee in 2013, but I believe he actually won as best writer and best artist for either, it was either 2014 or 2015. Wow. Um. Uh, Eisner Award. He won for. The new Love and Rockets issue number 6.
2: Wow. So I would
4: love to meet him at
2: any comic convention. I mean, I'm sure maybe you know San Diego Comic-Con may be too yeah, too much for him, yeah. but maybe I don't know. He's um, only 57. I'm He's still a young buck. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> I would. I mean, um, I'm going to Kamikaze, so hopefully, maybe yes. I don't know. Like, do some research before and see if. if yeah, he's we should do some check
3: some to see who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Check absolutely. to see if he'll be there.
2: Definitely, um, absolutely.
3: See if if he uh, he can use us as his muses for his.
2: <laughs>
1: <lives>.
4: <laughs> that would be great. I am not awesome. Check
2: <laughs> weird.
0: Check. <laughs>
4: no, um, um, actually, um, I believe Eddie found some original. Hernandez brothers artwork at Heidi Ho. Oh, really? what they? I believe oh. they did uh, at least stop by Heidi Ho Comics sometime in the past. Probably when Bob and Rob, yeah. Were still so
3: uh, Heidi Ho Comics, the comic book shop that my husband and I co-own with um, two other couples, is. Um, claim to fame is that it is the still, the oldest running shop still open in Los Angeles County. And so, what that means is that the original owners had a lot of huge names come in through mm-hmm. there doing mm-hmm. signings and events and stuff like that. And so, we're always finding cool stuff. There was a Sergio Aragonism um, artwork. I saw a artwork. Michael Bendis. Yes. Was. yes. That is
4: an original Robert Crumb sketch. Oh, Dedicated wow. to Heidi Ho comics. I yes. wow. was just like, oh my god, like my, like like I wanna Jesus. cry and I'm I wanna cry and I'm <laughs> like he uses like like big underground like yeah, yeah
3: yeah. Wow. Yeah so um I that's cool. I haven't I'll have to ask him about it. Um especially now that I'm um a big fan of uh of, of Love comedy. and Rockets yeah. and Hernandez brothers. Except well Jaime, I don't know about well I I'm still on the fence about Gilberto and Mario. <laughs> <laughs> But we will soon be
1: on the fence. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no,
3: I I definitely want to continue reading um, and learning more about these uh, characters. Uh Maggie was endeared to me um during that mm-hmm. storyline where she um the entire storyline was about her trying to get fifty bucks to buy her <laughs> boots. That's and,
4: the one that led to hundred rooms.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, re- it reminded me because I was on a mission saving my pennies to buy my pink Doc Market. Um, by, oh, by the way, I, I way, love Doc yeah. Have <laughs> you broken them in, by oh, the way? Oh no, I've only worn them once so far. <laughs>
4: <know. laughs> Oh. Wear them every. Yes, day. I know. I yeah. should have
3: been wearing them at home uh, <laughs> before I actually took them out into the wild.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I found out uh, what he's won recently, Jaime Hernandez. He won the 2012 Ignatz Award uh, for Outstanding Artist. He was the 2013 Eisner Award nominee for Best Writer slash Artist. He was the 2013 Harvey uh, winner for Best Cartoonist. And... 2014, he won uh, the Eisner Award for Best Writer Artist Yeah, for Love and Rockets uh, new, new Stories Number 6.
0: Mm,
2: excellent. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait till this new Love and Rockets. Definitely. Yeah,
4: definitely. And yeah. you know, the
2: cool thing is like you can be reading the old stuff and then pick up on the new stuff. So you don't have to wait. Yes. Yeah. You can just go right into yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm definitely mm. so uh this was
3: our our first uh review of a book and i'm trying to think i'm looking at different ways to be able to to <laughs> to, to rate books and i i don't know um what i wanted to say the first thing that comes to my mind is like how many besos does this book uh get <laughs> uh,
1: from
2: 1 to 10 yeah uh, i would say 5 1 to 5 yeah and no, we could do fundulce
4: how
1: many?
2: How many conchas?
4: How many conchas is this? Uh, at most, my mom has ever let me eat and I have now got into the habit <laughs> of ever eating is... Three conchas. Three <laughs> like, that's what I want to go with. But if you guys want to go, with five no,
2: concha. No, no, three.
4: I think is good.
2: Three's three is good. Three, yeah. like, and so. we could
4: cut them in half too. Eventually,
2: yeah. as the you know, as we continue recording,
4: we can cut them in half, quarters, slice them up. You
2: know? <laughs> three point
4: five. No. <laughs> no, no maybe, if we if we want to like even give more, just like. Three conchas and a cup of milk. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
3: No, my favorite is empanada de calabaza.
4: Mm.
2: <laughs> oh, we're gonna oh rate god. things by food. I like where this is I'm going. Liking, I'm liking this already. <laughs> Next time, calabaza uh, empanadas and conchas Y champurrado. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh
1: yes.
3: Uh, well, definitely. Um, ha- I know I'm going to get some hate for this and I fully expect it, but the fact that it wasn't in color cuts a half a quonsha <laughs> off for me. Um, although I'm learning to appreciate art, um, and, um, as was pointed out to me that the black and white, um, is really leads to you being able to, um, to, to see the, the awesome line work that is done. Um, so I think I would go with two and a half
2: quonshas. Two
4: and a half quonshas. Bravo. All right. Sarah?
2: Um, I'm going to go with the full three, only because um, one of my favorite storylines out there is also black. It started off in black and white. And I think black and white leaves a lot of uh, for development, a lot for growth, and a lot to, like, focus on the story. And the fact that it's in black and white, it leaves more to, like, actual storyline. And you mm-hmm. don't really focus on the artwork, where a lot of people focus more on before the story. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to go with full three, um, and I, you know what, just to put it out there, um, the first five pages that I read, um, I I was uncertain where I was going with the story, so um, I was a little resistant to it, mm-hmm. but after like five pages, um, I was fully on. I was fully Long turned born. on, yes. fully <laughs> turned on, completely turned on. So, um, you know, if it doesn't grab you at the beginning... Mm. Give it, give it a full like five to ten pages, mm-hmm. and then it'll. I think it, I, you, you won't regret it. You'll be pleasantly surprised.
4: Yeah, uh, same here with Sarah. I'm gonna give it the full three conchas because it's just um, um uh, whereas uh, Christian <laughs> 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 doesn't really like it with um, uh, without the color. And I, can, yeah, I can appreciate that too. Um. I really do like being able to see the line work and the artwork, the inking and everything, and just the attention to detail that was put into this. And also um, the fact that without, like, the distraction of color, you pay more attention to the words and what's being said and what's the story's going Absolutely on. Absolutely, I agree. So um, I'm giving it the full three conscious. And it's just what I really find even more telling about this is that um, um, the artwork led... Itself to be seen that you don't confuse the characters. You know yeah. who's who. Yeah. You know, uh Maggie has a specific mm-hmm. hairstyle, and it's just like, uh and the fact that um uh, they changed the color of their hairs and yeah. they mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, right? they, they mentioned have to it, mention yeah. it because yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> yeah. confused if yeah. they don't. Yeah, I and like that. And it's just like so. I I really like that, and it's just I think it also leads um uh, also to interpretation. How you imagine these characters? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How like I mean, what color their hair is, what color they decide their to diet, their you know, yeah, the their color shoes. of their clothes. Yeah, it, it's still my full-on theory though that Izzy dresses all in black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's right, she's of course, yes, black <laughs>
1: from head to
4: toe, and it's just like it's like she like she utterly hates the sun. Right?
1: She just dresses in all black.
4: Everybody else who wears something that's dark color that looks like black and can I feel feel free to imagine it's a different color, but, um, yeah, like, Izzy, full on black. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's another thing, I don't know if you guys noticed, like, in the first, um, maybe, like, two little story snippets, th- the artwork was a certain way. Yes. And I don't know yes. if you noticed, like, the, yeah. the actually, um, it was a kind of, it became cleaner mm-hmm. and leaner, mm-hmm. not not leaner in the fact that it was skinnier. I'm just saying leaner as far as the lines. And the lines got sharper. Yes, sharper. I'm no. sorry, not leaner, sharper. Yeah. You're absolutely you, right. You definitely see the evolution of his skill. I think. absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. and that I can totally appreciate. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? It, 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 um, I think it, I think for me, it just shows the humanity in the person that's making this story happen. Yeah. and, and mm-hmm. I just feel like even more connected because I'm like, oh just like me we're, we're trying to discover ourselves you know like our work and the way we're going to present it to the world and i just i just thought that was so amazing i really did i really love the way um, at the beginning there was this guy who looked like a vampire with this like sharp little hair and oh, you know attacking yeah, yeah. them with the robots and i yeah, was like yeah, what is this yeah. like what <laughs> is this and then like as the story progressed and the dinosaurs in the jungle and i'm like wow he has
4: really come a long way yes. and I, yeah. and we
2: are there for the journey mm-hmm. and i really really love that i mm-hmm. really do
4: oh yeah just like uh fyi the book itself the one that we're reading maggie the mechanic collects the first uh five years worth of the love and Rockets ah, okay. series so it's just like uh you are getting five years of content and in one book in one book and so it's it's def- worth it guys it's yeah so and worth it.
3: definitely uh you can see the the evolution and growth of in his writing
2: too not only his art absolutely i agree thank you guys Thank you guys for bringing this book to my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew eventually I was going to read *A Love and Rockets*, some some kind of *Love and Rockets*, but um, reading *Maggie the Mechanic*, I, God, it just um, it sort of for me was along the lines of reading Sandra Cisneros' uh, um, *House on Mango Street*. Like that whole like uh, touch of Latino and Spanglish and a little bit of my heritage, kind of like a little things that I could identify as Mm -hmm. a Latina Chicana, Mm -hmm. which we don't use that term very much often now. But yeah, Yeah. like, (laughs) but but in that sense, like I felt a connection on another level. So
4: yeah, not only that, that's one of the things I really love. Is that in currently now and even in the past, like you. You didn't see Hispanics in mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, uh, there's
4: a long, ongoing joke that che- Chewbacca from Star Wars was the so <laughs> Latino. No way! No way! <laughs> no no way. Was the only Latino in the Star Wars. And now, <laughs> now we have.
2: We have we Diego have, Luna, we have, we have like,
4: uh, Luna, uh, what was it? Uh, Oscar uh, Isaac. Exactly. Who is. Guatemalan American. Right. Uh-huh, thank you. Me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's just like uh now we now we're getting like a new Hispanic character in yeah. Star Wars Rogue but, One, but, but like
2: Exactly. Why did uh-huh. it take so long for us Why to be it out so there? And, and in it, this, book, this book
4: it's all yes. Latinos. Yeah, thank it's a, you. It's Latinos or people who are at least of Chicano descent. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. everybody has like a Hispanic name yeah. or like a Spanish name and it's just like Oh god, it, that's what made me like super happy about this is that we are in the future and <laughs> there's, uh, there's at least a place in the future where it's all Hispanic <laughs> I'm just like, ¿Que no? Ah.
2: ¿Que, no? <laughs> que no, que no, que no, ¿Que no? <laughs> I was like, I love that. Yeah. And speaking of another show mm-hmm. who as is highlighting a little bit more of a, a diversity on, um, I would have to say, um, African American and Latinos. We yes. all have seen Luke
4: Cage. what have only seen think? the first three episodes. No. I, I, <laughs> am, I am up to episode seven. I finished uh, the series, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, the envy is real. <laughs> but um pretty sure you'll know this. Uh, it's not really a spoiler. Uh, no, I'm okay. Okay. No. Uh, Claire, Claire Temple, played by Rosario Dawson, oh, yes. who it's is a, uh, Cuban <gasps> American
2: in the show. Yes. She's let me just say, she, guys, yeah. um, I think it's the first time I've heard Rosario Dawson speak some Spanish, and it was, I oh, have to she? say, yeah. a turn-on, a <laughs> turn-on. I was like, Rosario Dawson, you speak Spanish, it's not just... wow it's not just your name not like jessica alba yeah you know wait i expected to hear more spanish and never did um it just it it, it fills my heart with so much joy when i hear a spanish name or a spanish last name and they could actually maybe try to talk in spanish a little bit it makes me so happy guys i'm assuming night
3: nurse was not latina in the in the comic
4: no. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Um, so then, this but, is, is,
2: but then Shades was Latino, and he doesn't really speak Spanish in the series. Ah, okay. no,
4: but he's got the gangster aesthetic going for him. <laughs> I'll give him that. I'll give him that.
2: <laughs> Let's start out by saying that. First of all, did you do you guys? Are you guys liking the Luke Cage um, series? Oh my god, I love it. The music in itself, is just. It's so, kind of a throwback to the 1960s, like, those, like, uh, what was it, um, the 1960s kind of kung fu movies. I really love that, like, like, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, they, they even mentioned it in the show, like, the kind of <laughs> crouching tiger, hidden dragon, mm-hmm. those old Jet, uh, Jet Lee and um, um, Bruce Lee, um kind movies. Of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: That funk, that yeah, really good yeah, funk. That yeah, that really good mm-hmm.
4: funk. And it's just like, They got some really nice jazz. They got, like... They had Charles Bradbury on it. They just, uh... They were really, really popping on uh, the music and who was playing. Like these I, r-
2: are I really like uh, that, that that club,
4: the, the yes. club they have, and uh, then they have like, paradise.
2: Yeah, they have uh, uh, performances by mm-hmm. these artists, and I really am digging their yeah. their uh, performances. So I'll go back and I'll like, Google them,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I mean, um, it really shines a spotlight on that music, that kind of funk, that jazz, mm-hmm. you know, that that ho- it's just amazing. I think I think they really. Outdid themselves as far as the development of this, not only storyline, but just the background of it. It just, it really mm-hmm. amazing stuff.
4: Yeah, interesting tidbit, um, uh, that Kev told me about was that all the music that you hear, not only just of the people playing, but in the background mm-hmm. of, um, uh, of Luke Cage was performed live as no, they were filming. No, really? It, yeah. yeah the,
2: that, as they, they were, were the filming? filming? That yeah. makes it wow. super amazing for me. Yeah. That just took it to, like, a whole nother level for me. Mm-hmm. Like, amazing. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. And oh, it's just, like, man. that just adds more to it. It's sort of like yeah. watching Tom and Jerry, yeah. like, <laughs> with, the, with the whole, like, orchestra behind them. Like, this is just, it's mind-blowing, this yeah. information that you bring here. I just can't believe it. No way. Yeah.
1: That,
4: Seriously? That was the thing. And just another tip, uh, Mondo is doing, like, a full, like, vinyl um, oh, uh, record wow. thing with, like, original oh. artwork uh, oh, wow. for the cover. And they're doing pre-orders for it, and it is sweet. Oh. <laughs> it is so It mean. is very nice. I
2: mean, if there's a part of me that's going to show how cool I am, it would be owning
4: that. <laughs> 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 but, it, um, yeah, I've really been liking uh, the show so far. I haven't seen the ending there's of course um, a lot of people who uh un- with opinions on the internet yes. everyone's got an opinion on the how internet. do you guys feel about that i mean
2: how do you guys feel about a lot of people complaining that they that it's there's no white people in it as they say yeah um, <laughs> the show's too black it's, too, show, black. Oh, it's too black oh sorry guys <laughs> uh did uh, um, I'm sorry, but the Mean Girls have any black
1: people in it? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Uh, what about What's, Varsity
2: Blues? What's that yeah. saying is that
3: when you're, when, when you're so used to having the power, equality feels like oppression to you. Yeah.
4: Thank you. Oh, my God. Not only that, they're <laughs> a giant bunch of hypocrites because when we criticize their movies about like, oh, why don't you have diversity? And then they turn around and they're just like, well, why don't you make your own?
1: Excuse (laughs) me. And it's just
4: like this was the, uh, this was a very uniquely black show, and it's just like it's set in Harlem, guys. Set in Harlem, (laughs) hello Langston Hughes and all that.
3: That's one thing that I really. uh, Somebody brought it up on one of the uh, Facebook groups that I follow, and I thought it was really amazing, and it was before I had seen the show, but then once I saw, I've only seen the first three episodes, but I, I've already seen evidence of it, is that um, Luke Cage is a well-read man.
1: I thank you, yes, and educated, and they, educated, they, educated, they and really, and really they
3: highlight it. They really He has it. the the there's a scene where the books are just spread across his bed and yeah. it's all prolific, black, revolutionary, mm. evolutionary
4: writers. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Ralph Ellison, the visible yeah. man. Yes. Not, not, not the sci-fi one. <laughs> of, like the, the real social commentary one.
3: Yes. Yeah. And, and so one of the things that this, um, this, uh, person, this, uh, it was an article was saying is that, um, Rarely do you see a black man prote- portrayed as being educated yeah. you, or well-read. That that's something that – this is obviously something that's important to him.
1: Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely.
3: Um, and so and, – and even when there's – um there was a scene where he's standing in front of the building and the kid comes behind him. I and, love
2: that yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. I cried. I swear. Yeah. I, I shed a tear and I'm like – you're me.
4: Yeah. I feel you. That was I, such, I'm not black, but I feel you. Yeah, it's just like, Ew, well, no. Ugh. I
2: had to. I'm. I, I gotta admit, guys. I had to look up that. I'm. I'm tearing up right now as I say. I had to look up uh, what he was talking about about Christmas the Atticus? yeah yeah. I had to oh, look okay. it up because I didn't learn that in school. I kind of uh, after I finished the article that I read, and after mm-hmm. finishing the episode, I felt a little cheated because I went to Gardena High School, seventy-five uh, percent African American, and mm-hmm. had never heard this story before.
4: Yeah, it's because most of it, it's you either have to take like a specific like you either don't learn about it until you get to college, or if they offer it in high school, mm-hmm. in high school uh usually not until your senior year and you take a specific like specialized like African American history or something mm. along those lines and it's just like that's that's a shame like it's just like people should know the name Crispus Atticus like they know like all other like important white war heroes and stuff like that
2: like why yeah. do we know about like Christopher Columbus right <laughs> yeah. like
4: seriously and the day that just passed which Unfortunately, in the West Coast, we do not celebrate. We don't.
1: Yeah, we don't. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> We're hip to that jive. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
4: but no, um, yeah, that that was probably my one of my favorite scenes so far is of uh, when the young uh, black man stands behind Luke Cage with a gun. Yeah, and he says like, uh, like I don't like being called the N word. Yes. Um, yes,
2: and that's Pints. another. I'm sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but that's another thing I totally loved about this mm-hmm, series. Mm-hmm. Is like they threw the N word around mm-hmm. a lot because mm-hmm. it was part of how they spoke. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Luke Cage was he like, "I yeah. do not yeah. like that word. Yeah. I don't like to be called that."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and he made that adamant, and and I I love that because they they didn't hide behind that. Uh, we can't say the N word, um, but. He made it a point to bring that up and say, I do not like to be called that. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
4: and like when he said it, when he said it himself, he said it with such anger and such vitriol. And it was just like, that you know that he hates this word. That it's just like, that it's that, that he just, he doesn't like it. And he doesn't think it should be used. And it's like the following thing where he just takes the gun and shoots himself. And he scares the young man away. And I was just like, God, before, that was so
2: visually stunning. But before that, he yeah. said, if you're going to shoot, then shoot, shoot now. Me. I have no time for this. <laughs> I don't have patience for this. If you're going to shoot, you shoot me now. Uh-huh. And the guy was like dumbfounded, like, Oh my God. He's like, well, let me do it for you. And he uh-huh. shot himself. And he was like, spoiler alert, guys. But, um, oh, but oh, yeah. I mean, well, that was the so most, uh, uh, that's in the first, what, three episodes. Yeah. So um, what yeah. I'm saying is that this was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I, and, um, I hate to say this, but this series, I think has, they have to be kind of responsible for how we're going to proceed with this N-word and how we're going to proceed with the politics and how we're going to proceed with a yeah, storyline yeah. based only on minorities. You know, especially, um, I actually saw the whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, there were, um, I'm not going to lie to you, like the first, the last, I think the last five episodes, I, I, I cried. Oh. I cried because... Um, it, it, it brought a lot of what's going on in the mm-hmm. world right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh God, I'm tearing up right now. I get so emotional with mm-hmm. these things. <laughs> um, it brought a lot to light uh, about what's going on in the world, like, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and, um, you know, how we perceive certain uh, minorities and mm-hmm. so forth. And, 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 and I think, it, unfortunately, we live in a world where where we have to, Show other countries or other states how we're living,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, in order for them to sort of try to understand where we're coming from, yeah, Yeah. and believe
4: that what we're going through is
2: real. Exactly,
3: right. That's that's one of my biggest frustrations from being part of multiple groups of marginalized people: being a woman, being Latino. Um, being a comic book reader, <laughs>
1: <laughs> especially oh, a comic book, book reader. <laughs> when
3: I say this is my experience, the thing that I want to hear from you is, oh, I'm sorry that that has happened to you. Um, tell me more or, um, you know, how can I help or how can I be an ally? Yeah. And it seems so often instead you get well, yeah, but
4: mm-hmm. and or it's, just so like that was only one uh, incident. There's like one of many incidents yeah. that has not only happened to you but to other people as well, right? And, and
3: and so to 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 not be validated for an experience that you know has happened, and and Black Lives Matter is is a huge uh, example of that. In that. Uh, Um, you know, so many people who, who are not black and have never experienced any form of racism or, or any kind of prejudice don't, and I can understand, they don't want to believe that that is the real world. The real world. Because Mm -hmm. it's horrible Mm -hmm. to think that. Mm -hmm. Um, but when somebody is telling you this happens to you and your first response is to be, um, yeah, but uh, and then make excuses for it or or not or, um, dismiss, or dismiss it, it mm-hmm. or, or minimalize it. Yes, that's, that's I, I don't understand
2: from a humanity perspective where that comes from. Yeah. Um, for instance, um, I was driving uh, my very first car was an Old wheel Cutlass Supreme 84. Uh, one of those gangster cars, <laughs> guys. <laughs> the, the kind of cars you put hydraulics in. Yeah. You know, like, it's like really, like, really, lie. like, that's a, gangsta style, right? Okay, that's, and, that's, a, that's a sweet ride you got there. Yeah, It was a sweet ride. And for my first car, you know, and I'm, I'm 18, um, mm-hmm. I'm riding down the freeway and I get, I get on the freeway, guys. I get, um, you know, the lights on. And so, like, I pull over to the side and the first thing that I hear, On the loudspeaker is put your hands on the roof of the car and don't move them. If they move, we will shoot. (gasps) Oh my my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it was 1994. Okay, so maybe it's dated. But, uh, you know, hey, I put him s- up. I put sister, him up. You nothing's changed. Wow. <laughs> right? I put there's him up. No, there's no date on trauma. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I put him up and, um, I'm like, I'm not going to move. I'm not, I saw boys in the hood. I'm not going to reach
0: <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I, you know, and it, and actually, um, uh, maybe, mm, maybe to shed some kind of light on it, I was coming out of Compton into Gardena. So like it was mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of the hood area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I put my hands on the roof and then, um, comes over to me and he sees I'm a, a female and you know I'm basically dressed in black because I'm trying to be goth mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like you know that you were going over the speed limit and I said oh you know I'm really sorry and um I, his demeanor completely yeah. changed after yeah. he saw me yeah uh, but most of my friends lived in Torrance, so whenever I would go over to Torrance, uh, I would constantly, like, we went to clubs. So when I would drop them off at 3am, I would always get the, the high beam light shined mm-hmm. on my, my car and myself to make sure who was driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, you know, I'm a short Latina girl that's trying to be goth. So, <laughs> so it was okay, but I mean, you know, um, this shit does happen. It happened yeah. to me several times. Yeah, yeah,
4: like uh for my dad's kind of similar stories. Uh he was driving on the freeway, he had just uh picked me up from school and I was like a baby. I was like eight. Like <laughs> I like I like I was like like still had to use the like car seat in the back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so um um uh but basically I was small, they couldn't see me from the back seat, they pulled my dad over. And, uh, on the freeway. So they pull him over and they walk to the car and they lean in, uh, to my dad and they're just like, do you know what you did wrong? Then the cop looks in the back and he does a double take when he sees me. And I'm eight, I see a cop i wave high, <laughs> and it was just like and he's just like oh he's just like uh my dad was just like uh no i didn't do it wrong and it was just like they're they were like uh you were going over the speed limit uh just don't do it and then he walked back to the car and to this day i'm utterly convinced that they would have arrested him yeah if i had mm-hmm. not been in the back seat being my cute eight-year-old yeah <laughs> um, so i'm um, uh it's just like and it's just it's it's really funny because uh that's happened to him multiple times. I don't drive, <laughs> so like i take i take the um, uh, I take the bus, so that hasn't happened to me, but it has happened to my brother when I was with him in the car like one this happened like a couple months ago uh we were going to the bank and um he he um uh he stops at a stop sign. And then he goes, uh, and he pulls into parking, and then we hear the magical sound. Yeah, of course. Woo,
1: uh,
4: And then, uh, and then he was just like, then I hear, put your hands on the dash.
0: Thank and don't you. Yeah, move. don't move. And, I, yeah. and then,
4: and then, um uh, and I was utterly terrified because this has just been, I think, after uh, one one of the many, many shootings. Yeah, mm-hmm. which one? And, yeah, uh, seriously, uh, which one? Honestly, at this point. Right, right. Exactly, like, right. And um, um, so they asked him to put his hands on the desk, and they came in, and he was like, what are you doing? Uh, They were they were like, what are you doing here? And we're like, we're going to the bank. And it was like, we're right in front of the bank. Like, you saw us pull in, like, before you even turned on the lights. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, they like oh, they're like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, really? And I'm just like, can I take out my car to show you that I'm part of this bank? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, and I'm... And like we're just like yeah we're going to the bank, we showed them our co- Chase our Chase debit cards and they're like okay you may proceed <laughs> and then they're, and then like and then my brother the smartass because he's studying to be of um, uh in administrative justice and all that stuff mm-hmm. he was just like what's the probable cause and oh then, my yeah. goodness yeah oh, and, wow. and then I was just okay. like I was so terrified I was yeah. like shut I, up I, I, I looked at him I was just like shut. Like, don't, like, <laughs> don't do it. like yeah. Like, like, do like, stop. And then they're just, they just told him in a very snippy tone like, oh, like, they're like, oh, your back pleats are wrong or something
0: like that. Yeah. And
4: I'm just like, that's such
1: bullshit. That mm-hmm. is such bullshit. I yeah. was
3: just going to say, I didn't grow up in Los Angeles, so, and I've been pulled over not multiple times, but definitely more than... Once or twice for speeding or whatever kind of infraction, I have never in my life had them tell me to put my hands on the dashboard or on the ceiling or anything like that. Oh, and you, you and, know what? It yeah. maybe depends on the car you're driving too, maybe or yeah. where you're driving. Yes. I mean, definitely um, because I, I it, in the nonprofit that I used to work. Or I worked specifically with female gang members. So, oh. um, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I heard these stories a lot and they got profiled because a lot of them dressed very, um, the Cholas. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, or if they were um in the black car. they had their colors. Mm-hmm. Um and so um they definitely got profiled and got pulled over multiple times. I mean some I have heard stories of the um of uh them actually like uh planting stuff on them wow. and stuff and, and awesome. just yeah. And mm-hmm. or or the most hor not the most horrible thing because there were many horrible things, but um picking up uh, a, a, a gang member who was a known gang member of a certain um, gang, driving them to a rival gang area and dropping them off. <gasps> no! Oh, my God. oh that's yeah. horrible. So...
2: That, that I would... Mean- I didn't even think that
0: happened. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm yeah. so, so taken aback from
2: what you I just mean, said.
3: Um, the oh, stories wow. that I heard, and the thing is, is I understand the police officers have a really um, tough time, tough job yeah. for sure. And I, I am definitely not somebody who thinks that all cops are are bad. And I've had experience, you know, good experience with um, police officers and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that you cannot deny that there are some um, that are not good and they do bad things and that, um, there, you know, there are some, um, people who have had bad experiences. And just because they're telling you that those experiences happen doesn't mean that they're, you know, that they're saying that it happens all the time. But the point is, is it happened to them and that's enough for me.
2: I can't believe that Mm -hmm. they would drive a gang member to a, a rival gangs area and have that happen. That, that's horrible. But, um, I respect the police officers Uh, in Compton. uh, We had the Compton PD and they were booted out for uh, uh, embezzlement or something like that. And so now we have the sheriffs. Mm -hmm. And the sheriffs, um, uh, I have felt that the sheriffs have been amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been pulled over by the sheriffs uh, sheriffs, uh, twice while I've lived here and um, they have uh, been very communicative and uh -hmm. i'm able to talk to them and they've been really awesome with me um i have nothing but respect for law enforcement like Mm -hmm. uh, i understand that they are fearful for their lives Mm -hmm. i get that but i do get the fact that i have been pulled over for racial profiling yeah Mm -hmm. um i have since gotten a different type of car and um whenever i get pulled over now it's very respectful. It's very mature, adult conversation, mm-hmm. and um, I see how different that is from when I had the uh, <laughs> the type of car that I did. So, um, yes, there is profiling done. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, for you to say that it doesn't happen, you guys are living in a different world than <laughs> I am, yeah. for sure. So, for me, uh, uh seeing Luke Cage and seeing yeah. that they uh, make a reference to these things, yeah. um. It's very real to me because I live in Compton. Yeah. Yeah. It's very real to me. Um, with the people that I know that live here, with my friends that live here, with my friends that drive in here,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, I see that it's a reality and it shouldn't be taken lightly. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. And it's just like what I really love about Luke Cage is that it takes, it takes place in the hood. And look, I, I, yeah. I have lived in South Central Los Angeles my entire life like you're talking about like my parents lived through the riots they lived mm. through the shootouts the old gangs the creation of the gangs and it's just like they've gone through all that and i grew up at the i was born basically at the tail end of that but um seeing that in luke cage like the hood and the struggle of the people in the hood and it's just like and even of good people good honest people who have gone to school who yeah and the they're just like dragged in yeah. by the mess that is Yes, the hood. Um, uh, is, is just like really amazing. And the way they humanize some of these characters is just like Cottonmouth and his, uh, sort of spoiler alert, his backstory. Yes! Was, oh my that god! That was so interesting. And what made it like more, <sighs> more potent is, is to me is that I know people who are kind like of that. like that. Who are like that. Who, who have so had much. a beautiful talent. Yeah, they have, and
2: talent. then they were. They were driven into like this yeah. life that they didn't want. Yeah. That is so
0: yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. It's mean, so yeah.
4: bad for them that they could have been something And, like a, and I'm boring. sure
2: as as a social worker, yeah. you, you saw that. Like people mm-hmm. who had talent and yeah. had mm-hmm. dreams and aspirations and had them all crushed by the circumstances of their life. Right.
4: Yeah. Like, uh, one that just happened, like, or recent news, um, uh, two recent actually. Um, I don't know if you saw guy, saw on the news about the Marine who was shot and killed, um, uh, uh in South Central. I knew him. Oh, wow. Uh, I knew this boy, um, uh, whatchamacallit, he was more like a friend of a friend, but, um, uh, we had, uh, we, we had people who, um, uh, who were in contact him, and I had talked to him and then to find out that he was shot mm. and killed, like, in cold blood, left for dead, and he actually did die because they had to pull the plug on him oh. that that hurt and then just recently on sunday um i checked i just checked facebook and i'm a, a high school friend now uh, one that i did know more um uh he was shot at 3 a.m in exposition park Oh wow! And he passed away, and it was just like, and he was studying to be a mechanical engineer. Mm. Oh, and it's my just God. like, and it's just like uh, I know a lot of people who would read this. It was just like, what was he doing out at three a.m.? What is yeah. he doing? And it's just like you find yourself in situations when you're in the hood that you wouldn't think it. Good you Lord! Up, you I, picked up a friend, yeah. And you dropped them off. You went to a party and maybe stayed mm-hmm. late to make sure either all your friends were well or just like all this stuff. Like, uh, like th- these were good people. And they get caught up yeah. in bad situations that is none of their fault, and you can see that in Luke Cage, and that's that really really made it more personable and yeah. more more. Uh,
2: it it just, I yeah. haven't
4: seen the backstory yet, but it reminds me
3: of what you're saying mm-hmm. of how they, and I love this about the series, how they delve into the backstories in Orange Is New Black um and you yeah. really see oh how yes absolutely their yeah. situations and how they made choices that they thought at the time were best for them mm-hmm. have led them now to making this choice that they made to bring them into um into prison yeah. and um i'm actually looking forward to watching more of Luke Cage but definitely oh, yeah, the yeah. Definitely um definitely the backstories of of these Characters, I think, is are so compelling because there's so many people out there that can identify with it, mm-hmm. and um, I get frustrated when I see those critiques of the show um, on Facebook talking about, oh, it's too black, or I couldn't identify, and mm-hmm. and and I, <laughs> I I would hope that those people, even though they couldn't identify, would appreciate it for what it was and that mm. knowing that you couldn't identify with it maybe but that there are lots
4: of people who can and that's the point. Yeah, that's the point like it's just like uh like they can accept that this is a reality. Yeah. That this is something that is happening. I don't- I don't know if it's, like, their own delusion, thinking, oh, things are all hunky-dory, no one's dying, blah, blah, blah. The only, par- the only person that matters is me. And it's, just <laughs> like, and it's just like, uh, no, these things are happening. They're real. People can relate. This yeah. Th- If it's not your reality, it's someone else's. And
3: And I can identify, though, with a person who is saying, you know what? I've never experienced this. I I don't um, have any way to identify with this. Because the truth is is that before I started working for that organization where I was working with the gang members... I used to live in Pasadena, and um, before he became my husband, my boyfriend lived in Torrance. And I would travel the the uh, 110 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until I worked for this organization. I never had a cause to get off on any of those exits between Pasadena <laughs> and Torrance. Right, right, and right. I kid you not, the first time that I did... I was like this is another fucking world. Absolutely. This oh, yeah, is definitely. a third world country here. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. And we I haven't mean, even been to like freaking uh the the middle states where like some people don't have any teeth or don't earn any The even Appalachian literate. mountains. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's so much out there in our own country we don't know about. Yes. That. Mm-hmm. And so
3: when I started like going and visiting the girls at their homes or dropping them off or picking them up at school. I started seeing like there is I mean, you really get the true down to earth. Definition of what marginalized means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, these communities don't have any money to even sweep the se- sidewalks. I mean, yep.
2: yes. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, we're living yeah. on the edge, yo. Yeah, we're, we're living yeah. on the edge. But here, like, there are places that it's like time for God,
3: yeah, or you yeah, know, definitely county forgot, Or and I think there are many a people many people who live in Los Angeles County who have never. Gone into South Central. Have never gone into East LA. Oh, yeah, Although definitely. East LA is definitely getting gentrified.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boyle don't get Boyle Heights is a oh,
3: Boyle Heights is a hub of uh, of art our artists. Um, I remember a lot of my girls lived. Uh, I Garfield High School, the the school of stand and deliver, uh, was yeah. one of the schools yeah. that I went to work at. Um, I did an after school program, and so I was in the area a lot. And then I also was in Boyle Heights a lot, and I. I remember the first time that I saw a white person walking down the sidewalk, I was with these girls, I'm
1: like I think <laughs> yeah
3: but i mean the more the more i would spend time in there i realized there was a lot of um like artists communes in boyle heights and um there Definitely, was a yeah. lot of uh, gentrification for sure mm-hmm. um, of the um, families that would live in the buildings and stuff and that were getting kicked out because the price the rents were just going sky high i mean la is is expensive to live in as it is but um it, for those people who were living in quote-unquote the hood, at least there was some kind of respite in, in knowing that uh, not everyone wanted to live there, but mm. that's not the case it's anymore.
4: Not- <laughs> Wait, let me tell you, I am so salty. I am full, I'm full of salt and bitterness, especially like you can see it right now in the um, Exposition Park area. Um, uh, Martin Luther King, go up north? An entirely different world. Yeah, it's so like because USC is there, and so they yes. they've cleaned it up, yes. they made it nice. Mm-hmm. But as soon They're as actually, you go south, as soon as you step onto the other street of MLK, it's it's it's, it's, uh, a, it's,
2: it's like a one eighty. It's totally. a it's yeah. a
4: complete one eighty. And what's bringing me a lot is that USC has been wanting to expand. And they want to buy the houses that are on oh. the other side so they can do them for their fraternities and stuff like that. And I'm just all like, "Yo, mm, no. <laughs>
2: It's like, we've mm. lived
4: here. Yeah.
2: We've endured. Yeah. Why are you going to come and here and exactly, buy us and that's out? What, that's,
4: what, that's what I hate. That's why, I like, I hate going to downtown LA now. And it's just like, because, uh, oh, God. God, the Grand Central Market, the Grand Central Market, <laughs> the standing ovation to gentrification. And it's just like, I used to love going down there. I used to love seeing the Hispanic shops and the Hispanic... Yeah. Um, just like, food. uh, I
0: bought
3: the best mole there.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I
4: haven't, I, it's been so long since I've last stepped in there that I don't even know if the mole lady's still there. Oh, really? And I, I have I a mole hoped, lady, so yeah. I'll hook Ooh, you guys okay. up. <laughs> like, yeah, I hope she's still there. I hope she, like, um, uh, I hope she still managed to, um, um, escape the, survive, survive and, uh, escape the rising, Uh, rent prices for right there. But it's just like, it's just, it really burns me because for the longest time it was Hispanics. Yeah. Only keeping that place alive. Like when all these people left during the LA riots who were fleeing the state like, ah, let's leave these, let's leave this place to, to the minority. Let's go to Orange County. (laughs) Benign benign neglect. Let's go to Moreno Moreno Valley. Valley. It's just like, they, they left. Apple Valley. They left and they left a broken wasteland. In their wake, and who was there to pick up the pieces? The Latino, the Latino, (laughs) and the Black communities. Yeah, and we were there, and we were with our eloteros, with our eloteros, with with our our quince dresses, (laughs) yes,
1: and, and and the
4: gold rings and everything. And we were, we were there, and now they're kicking us out, and they're trying to retake this thing, and they're just like, "Oh, we're only doing it to beautify the city." Fuck, were you? five years ago exactly six years ago seven years ago ten years ago you were nowhere in fucking sight and now you're going to try to come up in here and say raise prices raise prices raise rent try to be like oh this is like oh we won't this we're trying to we're trying to make uh, this place beautiful and I can I can I can appreciate if they're trying to make it Beautiful now beautiful with the people now. that or, live there, or the people that had lived there, yeah. But no, as soon as it started getting nice, they were just like, Oh, well, obviously, these people don't deserve this niceness, so we uh kick them out. This is literally their mentality, mm-hmm. it's their mentality, it's just no, like- it's true,
2: it's true. They're trying to kick out all the old people mm-hmm. and everything and trying to bring in new hipsters. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, it looks beautiful, but at the same time, it's like
4: it's <sighs> like when were you here? when straight at
0: a Was happening? Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like if, I remember mm-hmm. the Ramag God,
2: What did they call the uh, batarangs? I do remember that. I do.
4: Like I'm old
2: enough to remember that.
4: Like I didn't. I I had always legit. I had always thought that was a myth. No, I thought I had. <laughs> no. I had thought it was a myth. I and thought. Then, I mean, yeah. you know what?
2: Um, I thought so too mm-hmm. until I re- I saw the movie. And I remembered my past, uh-huh. and I was like, "Wait, what's happened? what's battering? It's sort
1: of the uh, like.
4: Remember the movie when they like literally tear down the house open with like a tank looking thing? Uh huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. that's a battering. That's okay. a battering,
4: and it's just like it's uh, like." I, like, I had to go to my mom and dad because they, they, they were, like, everywhere. They were downtown L.A., they were in Compton and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, did that really happen? And they're like, yeah, that really happened. I, like, you know oh.
2: what? Totally forgot that happened, right? Mm-hmm. And then I saw the movie and I'm like, uh, like, a recessive memory just came out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that totally happened. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm salty about. Gentrification well and all these
0: I, I, hipsters. I, I think this really
2: uh, Luke Cage conversation definitely.
1: Well, has, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, well, yeah, we got this. Right. Anyways,
4: <laughs> watch Luke
1: Cage. <laughs>
2: it's amazing. It's amazing. It's inspiring. I think. I think it, it is. I think it's one of the the only pieces of uh, of media out there that it really inspires inspires a lot of people. But I think yeah. it like brings a lot of hope. To those of us who live that life.
4: Yeah, as so, well, because there was that, um, Ellie Tim's article where it was just like, of the director saying, I'll never get tired of seeing a bulletproof Batman. Yeah. And isn't that so relevant? Like, yes. Luke Cage was created yes. in, in the late 60s, early 70s, and he was
1: a bulletproof Black yes. man and, and, and they make a reference
2: so relevant. they make a reference in a beautiful elegant way like I don't know like an eighth episode eighth ninth tenth 11th episode and mm-hmm. I was like oh, that's so beautiful yeah. it was poetic <laughs> it was really poetic yeah. well it, that leads me actually to a um,
3: a current comic book that is out called Black. Um, it is, it's called black. It is by black mask is the publisher. And, um, the first issue has, it's, um, it's an homage to, um, Trayvon Martin. It is a young black man with his hands up with a hoodie on. Mm -hmm. Um, and the storyline, the plot of this comic book is what if only black people got superpowers?
1: Wow! Oh my, my God! Now, oh my whoa. God! I want to read yeah. this. Not all not all black Shit.
3: people, but only black, black people. Uh-huh. And I read the first issue, and it's really good. I mean, I'm really interested to see where it goes. But yeah. I Ooh. mean, talk about relevant and yeah. talk about. Um, uh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <in>. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I'm so totally in. in for that. Who is the writer? Oh, uh, I can't remember who the actual writer is, but the the publisher's Black Mask. It's a small publishing company, mm-hmm. um, but they've come out with some really cool stuff in the last um, couple of in the last year, uh, and um, definitely, I think this one is going to um, get a lot of attention for them.
2: May yeah. I ask, you, do you think they're going to be at Comic kamikaze this year? Oh,
3: I don't know. I haven't. Um, Black Mask was, uh, I
2: think. Oh no, that was four fifty one. I'm not sure. Um. I'm thinking we could actually speak to them to put it on our podcast. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, that would be. And are they based in the West Coast or the East
1: Coast? But does it matter because
2: (laughs) they're (laughs) uh, because they're they're what they speak about is very relevant. So um, I'm just like really excited to see. So here's an interesting thing. It looks like it was, was a Kickstarter comic oh, oh got really?
3: yeah <gasps> a, uh-huh and i love the writer too mm-hmm. the writer was kwanzaa osayefo sorry i think i messed up that that last um, name osayefo um mm-hmm. uh,
2: so well very excited to hear what um direction this comic book will be taking all right i think that brings us to the end of our podcast well, guys, thanks for listening to our episode, Episode 1 of Comadres E Comics. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Where can they find us, guys? Well, we, you can find Comadres y
3: Comics on Facebook and also on Instagram just under Comadres e Comics.
4: Okay. Same thing, you'll be finding us on Twitter under the same name, Comadres e Comics.
2: Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.